Hi everyone, this is Sam again, just jumping into the start here with a quick announcement. Um, some people might have noticed this episode is a little bit shorter than usual, and that's because we are now putting our full episodes back on our Patreon page, where you can access all the full episodes for $3 a month. In the main feed here, you're still getting the full review of whatever it is we're reviewing, so don't worry about that. But we do often have fairly painfully long pre-review chats about what we've been watching recently and whatever else it is we're thinking about, and so now we're putting those up on the Patreon to save the general public and reward the true fans. So you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash exceptional themes. This week we talk about the new music of James Bond documentary, and recent scary movies we've watched, like Smile. So for any true fans, the true exceptionalists out there, that's where you'll find the full episodes from now on. Okay, enjoy. You are listening to the Brenton Wave Sour, presented by Exceptional Thieves. Well, it was nice meeting you, and once again my apologies for being such a clumsy fool. I'm looking for a pirate, Captain Jack Sparrow. You hear me? Nothing bad's gonna happen to you. Do you know how long I've been waiting for this moment? The risks I've taken to be here. Fuck Batman. Pressing buttons on explosions for a few days. On land of bad. On land of bad. Oh, man, we're so we're, we're so close to Hollywood. Oh man, you it's and I. It's the Gold Coast. It's we're just in, there. We're in. We're inching in. Slowly into the world of into the into the world of Hollywood, we do that, and now like doing podcasts specifically about certain people, yeah, is a nice way to get get into that sort of. World. Yeah, a good a good way a good way mm. to break into that world is to make podcasts, making fun of actors and movies, <laughs> and sort of unfairly critiquing things in relentless detail and going way too far into someone's career. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Exceptional Thieves. This is a podcast where Isaac and I review and rewrite movies. I'm Sam. And I am possibly Isaac. And this is to be confirmed. And this is the latest episode and returning to our special (laughs) series, The Brenton Thwaites Hour. Oh, nice. People who have been enjoying our discussions of Jurassic World and Top Gun and stuff might have been a little confused by the intro music coming into this. But if you're wondering what the hell's going on, after we did Daniel Craig, we reviewed the entire filmography of Brenton Thwaites. Although I say entire, but we didn't actually finish it because I had to go away. So now is the much-awaited, much-anticipated, <laughs> much-teased <laughs> review. Final episode. Of, it's not. It's not. <laughs> of Titans Season 2. Uh, we are going to do season three. Season four comes out in like two weeks' time. Yes, it does. Although I don't know when we're going to be able to watch it. We're it not. Comes out, it comes out on no, HBO. We're, we're, we're finishing the podcast at season three because that's mm. the that's all of the released things. But as you know, we have to we we we're, we're attached we to these people till <laughs> either they die or we die. Oh, that's morbid. Because <laughs> uh, like we're not stopping with Daniel Craig. And we've got Glass Onion coming out um, in just a few weeks' time. Yeah, but we're not going to talk about it. We're just going to go watch it and appreciate it on our own, are we not? Together. 
it's on Netflix, so in our homes. Yeah. But like, no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put on our Daniel Craig shirts, uh-huh. get our Daniel Craig mugs, uh-huh. and put some special drink in them, maybe. Uh-huh. And we're gonna chocolate watch milk. Go, chocolate chocolate milk with marshmallows, mm-hmm. obviously. Special drink because uh, it's Christmas time. Special drink. And then we're gonna special, <laughs> special drink is such a creepy phrase. Stop! Love stop licking wood. the inside I'd of your lips, and stop <laughs> doing callbacks to the I Auntie can't. Donna Christmas Pud sketch. It's so niche. <laughs> it's not. It's it's. It was weird to do it once on the last episode. To go back to that well now. <laughs> it just makes me. Happy. We're already asking people to tune in for the Titan season two episode, which not having to go at Titans, but that's you know it's not <laughs> going to have str- it's, it's str- not going to have the reach of Top Gun. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> So let's not do too many detailed references to Australian sketch comedy. But if like if season four, yeah, is amazing, mm-hmm. people might be like, "Oh, we need a recap of the others." Oh, the well, best yeah. place to find that would be one episode of one podcast that talks about the whole season. I think that would be that would be my advice to everyone. Yeah, go back and listen to our review of episode one, which I was listening to some of. Season and one, we are yeah, season one, and we've we've. Very low energy on that. I don't know why. We've got to stop. We've got to stop doing this when we're tired. We do. I don't know but when we we're not tired. I'm still got to find that window. I think we need to. We need to wake up with the sun, pound some some coffee, and then, and then just fucking get through this. Maybe we had dinner. Is it good if you do a podcast? No, then I'm. Then, then I'm even worse. Oh, okay. So old. I sound so old. You are quite old. I'm a, I'm twelve months older than you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Your point. And I'm and that's and, an age. And I'm definitely going to outlive you because mm-hmm. I have a better sleep cycle. This is true. This and is that's true. associated with all cause mortality. We'll so. we'll die on the same day, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. From the same thing, whatever it is. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. It, whatever it becomes. It'll happen to both of us at the same time. Same time. Yeah. Okay. Well. I guess that's comforting. Speaking of glass onion, <laughs> I guess that's comforting. A couple of things. But yes, to, speaking of speaking of not Brenton Thwaites. Yeah. So as, as always on the Brenton Thwaites hour, we have our classic segment, Craig News, where we go through all the latest Daniel Craig news. You'll be happy to know. Welcome back to Craig News. Uh, lots going on with Daniel Craig, obviously, with Glass Onion coming out. It had its world premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival. The reviews are very, very positive. Okay. It won. It got second runner-up for the People's Choice Award, and you know. And you know what won? The Fablemans. I've never heard of it. It's the new Steven Spielberg movie where it's just like a movie about him being a kid, basically. Uh, so fuck that so it's movie. It's a movie about a Jewish family in America. I couldn't even finish the trailer. No, it's just it's just like a kid being like, "Oh, movies are cool. I'd like to make movies one day." And it's it it just looks very masturbatory, and I'm not. Movies, movies are cool, but I feel as though that film has been made many times. Yeah, movies are cool, but like, it's stop making movies about. Has them. Steven Spielberg even seen Super Eight? Because he produced it. Yeah, and that's that I film. Think he, I think he has but with and the added excitement of an alien. Yeah, I think he's seen Super Eight and been like, you know, it'd be better if there was no aliens and the main character was me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so far ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes from sixty-three critics, with the glass indicating onion. universal acclaim. Yeah, not Fablemans. I, it could be, I don't know. And I'm not going to check. Ah, out of spite. I'm di- I'm, yeah, I'm disengaging from that. Well. Um, Princess Margaret 
gave Daniel <laughs> just, just Princess Margaret, y'all. Yeah, you know about her. You know, I just like to I just like to remind people she's she's out there doing stuff. <laughs> she's still getting around. No, um, she <laughs> <laughs> never has a day off. She um, so Daniel Craig he was awarded the Order of Saint Michael and Saint George. Has he which, killed the dragon? Uh, no, and I would have thought that would be. Necessary. I thought that would be a prerequisite. The the requirements for be, being the Order of St. George have become really diluted over the mm. years. And turns out if you just do some Daniel Craig, some James Bond movies, then um, you're I in. I mean, that is pretty close enough. Still, it, it, It's still pretty good. Fun thing is, James Bond, the character, is also in the Order of St. Michael and St. George. I think he's, clo- he's closer to being James Bond than any of the other actors. I'll he say is, that. But that sort of like demeans... The Order of St. Michael and St. George by giving it to a fictional character who never really existed. Well, I don't think, like, I don't yeah. think Princess Margaret yeah, gave it to him. imaginary person I just think, have this award. I just think Ian Fleming decided that. They're not getting up there and literally handing it out to fictional characters. <laughs> How does James Bond go? Like, now here's oh, all the mean, knighthoods for the year. in canon? In canon, Okay, yeah. so not like the real world list of the people who've been no. awarded this, this James Bond character. isn't on that actual list see this is what I took from what you said this is what I took well this is what I took well that was not what I was giving what you said and yes I do agree I he can't... is the closest to being real Bond thank you because he is also the best of the Bonds thank you now they still haven't chosen somebody have they no and it's, it's, it's a long way off they haven't they keep saying they haven't even thought about it They've got well, lives. Like somebody, somebody, I think somebody. They've got, they've the, bro- got lives. the broccolis. Have lives, okay. <laughs> I think somebody said they're not going to go young because he's people already, are saying all sorts of things. The character all... is already experienced, and I'm like, yeah, you can be experienced at like 29. Yeah, and 29 is still quite young. Yeah, Dev Patel, he could do it. Dev Patel, he's older Dev than Patel. Both Dev of Patel, us. keep putting it out there in the universe. <laughs> if if that happens, I'm I'm never going to get over it, and we <laughs> called it so hard. What happens when yeah. it is Nicholas Holt? When it's Nicholas Holt, this show is over, <laughs> and I'm retiring. That's what kills us. <laughs> I'm retiring. That's that's what kills us. That is, yeah. That's <laughs> Sam and Isaac were found keeled over their microphones. What if? we thought it was carbon monoxide poisoning, but what? it turns out it was the news about Nicholas Holt. What would it take for you to forgive Nicholas Holt? Well, that's that's like, the thing. There's one nothing. film where he does really, really great acting. There's nothing to forgive like, him wow. for. He does do great acting. He does. He does indeed. Yeah. I I can't decide <laughs> what my heart likes. You know, yeah. the heart wants what it wants. It does, and it dislikes what it dislikes. <laughs> and uh, you know, and I'm too dug in on this now to even <laughs> even if I decide I do like something he's in. So yeah, welcome back to Holt. Halt chats, which is a halt up, halt in the name of the fuck off Nicholas Holt. <laughs> halt in the name of the law. Halt in the name of the Nicholas. Um, classic recurring segment. So there was uh, there's a documentary again on Amazon Prime about the music from uh, James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. Worth checking. Have you seen it? No. Worth checking out. There's a few different people that worked on the original James Bond score, like the classic score. The guy who started it was a guy called Monty Norman. Monty Norman. Monty Norman. And he had already written it for something else. Through some it was uh, porn music, wasn't it? 
It wasn't porn music. It was a song he composed for a musical adaptation of V.S. Naipaul's novel A House for Mr. Biswas, which is set in Trinidad. And so it's played on a sitar. Mm-hmm. This is how it goes. I was born with this unlucky sneeze And what is worse, I came into the world the wrong way round Pundits all agree that I'm the It's just the most bizarre acid trip lyrics in the world It's not a musical you want to see I was, Well, it's not a musical, it's just like a song that was done for <laughs> this TV <laughs> I was born with an unlucky sneeze That's the lyrics to the James Bond music Um... I don't like, know what I don't know what to do with that knowledge. Like born from a sneeze, like water broke, massive sneeze happened. Bloom. No, no, he's he's born with an unlucky sneeze, so it comes out. I don't know if it, that person has an unlucky sneeze, mm. but then but then what is worse is the, the line. I came out the wrong. I came into the world the wrong way round. Pundits all agree that I'm the reason why my father fell into the village pond and drowned. Pundits. Pundits. I don't know if there's a degree of translation going on here. There's a. It feels like well, a bit of. Well, they all agree, though. It, well, it's not. I'm not questioning whether they all agree. I'm questioning who the pundits are that are weighing <laughs> in on this sneeze situation. So, yeah, Pun- that just that just made me feel strange. All agree. <laughs> um, and obviously, there's a lot in this documentary about Billie Eilish and the No Time to Die theme, and. They're trying, and now we've discussed this before. Where the problem with that song is, it's all about I was was I wrong to love you, and I've been betrayed. But famously, at that point in the movie, James Bond thinks he's been betrayed, but he hasn't. Yeah. So the song's kind of about something that doesn't happen in the film. Yeah. But they are all saying. But then in this documentary, they're saying the idea of this song is it's from Madeline's perspective. Well, she was betrayed by. She does love him. And he just dropped off on a train station. But there was also... hella knocked up. Well, yeah, but I mean, sure, it's a stressful situation. She could have mentioned that though. Yeah. Um. And, but also, but I thought maybe he was saying that Madeline has been betrayed by Spectre and like her dad and stuff. That too. Which kind of works, but it's, it's a bit of a reach. And I feel like they're, they're I feel like they're trying to retcon. What is an obvious mistake? But you could also take it into the point, like, at this point, James thinks he's been betrayed. And therefore, song about betrayal. Yeah. Oh, no, I've been betrayed. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But then, like, you listen back to that song, and it's not like, oh, yeah, no time to die, because that's not what happens in it. You know? Like, the, 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 the movie isn't, a, isn't about betrayal. No, it's about it's that about, there is actually It's about misunderstandings die. and having having plenty of time to die. Mm. And apparently No Time to Die is the first movie where the vocals of the singer who sings the Bond song are used through the soundtrack of the film. So there's certain points throughout the movie where Billie Eilish singing that song comes in over the music as well, and they've never done that before. Well, it'd be weird so to, like, no time have, to die fact. like, them just appear at Skyfall, and then just you hear Adele's voice go, Skyfall! 
<laughs> this is the Skyfall place. This is the thing I was singing about before. Remember me? I was at the start. <laughs> like at the end of fucking Spectre. Yes, the writing is upon the wall. Ah. Oh. People hate writings on the wall. That's a good sign. I it's don't mind fine. it at all. It's much better than No Time to Die. I don't understand the hatred. Kinda. Yeah. I just didn't like it. No Time to Die is not my favorite Bond song. It's up no. there, but it's not my favorite. Yeah. Um, not a lot of Thwaites news. There never uh, he's, is. He's been doing a bit. He's he's got no new roles announced. There's no post titans. Or okay. I mean, you know, he I, has I, a life. He's eh? got a life, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day. <laughs> At the end of the day, you know, he's got he's a not, life. He's not going to be out here acting all the time. He's doing some singing. <laughs> well, that's cool. So he. Um, Can we go see him? Is he like singing? Well, like he hasn't announced any gigs, oh, okay. but uh, he did a post <laughs> about so yeah, just you and me there <laughs> holding up the mic, yeah, recording for head, the podcast, headphones on. Hi guys, welcome to the Brent of the Waits. Oh, We're just at the concert, just shouting over give, him. Give the me whole a second, Brent. Brenton, just just wait, wait Brenton. one moment. And this is Brenton Thwaites. Go up to him afterwards, like you're interviewing a fighter. <laughs> How did you feel? Pajama around him. How do you feel? How was that? How was that show? Um. <laughs> But no, he played for the cast and crew Rat Party on Titan Season 4, apparently. And uh, he said this is, uh, he's, he said he's got a full record called Searching for the Man coming soon. Is in like EP record or full? Because EP is like five Or seconds. like land speed. Who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that'll be a bit of Thwaites content. I'm keen. I guess. And, uh, yeah, there's been a bunch of stuff about season four coming out. He looks pretty cool in it. I haven't watched the trailer because I haven't seen season three yet. I didn't want anything to get spoiled. One last thing before we get started. I was going to hold off till we get to the end, but I don't, the end may never come. <laughs> so I have a gift for you. What? Is it a mug, Sam? There's only one way to find out, isn't it, Isaac? There's only one way to find out by I'm gonna do doing another as as ASMR unboxing. Oh, yeah. This is that YouTube content that people need. Well, if we ever start filming ourselves, which is a degree of technical complexity and intensity that is far beyond us. Hey, look, it's a mug. What does it say? (laughs) 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 Sam has gifted me with a picture of Brenton Thwaites in 2011's... uh, What's Maleficent. Maleficent. And the quote, fuck Batman. Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. Which is one of the better things he's he's been able to say on screen. I'd say it's his most well-known quote. Yeah. So I like the, I like that it's a sort of... I like imagining that phrase as if that's character saying it. Fuck, fuck Batman. Fuck Batman. Ha ha ha. Oh, look, I've just met you. Now we're in love. Oh, fuck Batman. But fuck Batman. Fuck yeah, Bat- get up, up, climb upon this horse. And a fuck Batman to you. <laughs> I'm a regular person from a regular city, and this is a magical kingdom. And I have no idea, I've never seen these creatures before, but fuck Batman. Fuck Batman. <laughs> That's the sort of hile. Fuck Batman. <laughs> fuck Batman. That is a lovely mug. You're welcome. Well, I thank you. We've got Daniel Craig mugs, so I felt like we had to have Brenton Thwaites mugs. Well, that excites me. I'll put a post of this up so people can know what the hell we're talking about <laughs> if they're listening to this. If you want to see a picture of the Brenton Thwaites fuck Batman mug. The fuck Batman mug. <laughs> ah, okay, no more fucking around. Yes, Batman. No more... F- yeah. We're here to talk about Titan Season 2. Mm-hmm. Well, before we start, yeah, as usual, did yeah. you like it? I liked big parts of it. Mm-hmm. But 
the only the end i think there's issues that we raised with the first series that have just been wholesale translated over in, in, <laughs> into this one but a lot of what it's doing a lot of the the characters and the 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 setting a lot of the fighting a lot of the sequences when that stuff does happen i'm really liking all of that yeah i think what i like about this show is that it's out of its fucking mind yep at all times well i think what it does the the way it zigs and zags and then zags again mm-hmm. in ways that it is it is not formulaic <laughs> no. you can say that much you have absolutely no idea what's going to happen in this show yep. and i really sort of got, got got on board with that and i am very intrigued to see what happens in the future i think the characters a lot of the main characters are in a more interesting place and more interestingly drawn in this season than the first one yep but mainly because they've all been kind of regressed in their development I think the show kind of figured out like, oh, we've gone a bit too hard on this first series yeah. and tried to find a way to sort of backpedal them. And that's gotten us into a more interesting and richer place. Yeah, I think they so, went too far in the first series without yes, enough content it. and just finished. And yeah, I, I, I think the bravery of doing a entirely CGI bad guy as your first proper bad guy. Yeah. It's in, just a strange decision. In broad daylight as well. Yep. I liked it. I, I, it was I, just so different. Like you're like, yeah, you start, but you yeah. have like, you have a dude. You just have a regular. Well, dude yeah, I think. Well, we 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 talked about this last time. It is weird that their first villain is the is Satan. <laughs> yeah, the devil is the Lord of Darkness, the one to <laughs> not even just destroy Earth, the universe. Like aliens from other planets are coming down, being like, "This is a real problem. We got to get this guy." Yeah. <laughs> And just a couple of teenagers. And Gar was like, "It's Brenton. all right. I can be a tiger. We'll get him." <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Like Titans season two, I liked Titan season two more than I liked Titan season one. Okay, and that's all we're gonna say about it. But you liked Titan season one as well. No, I didn't. I've got it on record. I don't think you do. Yeah. Mm. Do you want me to play you the clip of you saying I enjoyed me some Titans? I thought it was good. I trust your judgment on this subject. Yeah. Okay. But I did. I did. I think this is a better season. Mm-hmm. More happens for sure. A lot happens. Mm. Let's get into it. Episode one, Trigon, this one's called. So episode one, which should be the finale of the first season. So this just is the finale of the first season. Yep. So I went for years without ever seeing the finale of the first season because I hadn't <laughs> watched the second <laughs> season. And then I finally get to see what happened with bloody Trigon. Yep. And yeah, this is, I mean, it's fully acknowledged on the internet. The showrunners have acknowledged it. This was the final episode of season one. And they changed it to the the. Prim, the the weird flashback thing, the weird dream sequence. Yeah, and they changed this to be the first episode of season two, but I cannot find out anywhere why. I can't. I can't think of a. There's no lo- logical reason for it. You, you like it feels like it must be. It must be some sort of like practical constraint they had. They're like, this fucking isn't going to be ready, so we need to change it around because there's nothing about this that makes it a season opener. No. No, it's, it's just so, finishing a story. And it's like, so disorienting. Season one does not end on a cliffhanger necessarily that leads no. you into this episode. It's just a now. It's just, and you're still a part of whatever's going on here. Yeah. And at the end of this episode, 
like everything winds down, winds down. Everyone, the gang is splitting up again, mm. and they all go off, and they're like, "Well, we'll see you next time." And it re- and there is on on paper there is a three month gap between that and episode two, yeah. but you can just feel how you need to have some physical real world time between those episodes because when you just hammer straight into episode two, it's a little bit um, it's a little bit strange. So anyway, Trigon, who's um, who's like say is like Pythagoras Satan, I guess, with that name. Like like math Satan. Math Satan, like a, yeah, it's the I'm Satan. To, of I'm maths. trying to do. I'm trying to. Just the Satan of maths is a cool. Name. Like yeah, it's 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 a scary name because it reminds you of trigonometry. It does. Do did you ever know what that was? Trigonometry. Yeah. The math, the science of triangles. Is that what it is? Yeah. That's a, that's a. It sounds like it could be, doesn't it? Mm. He should have triangle stuff. Anyway, well, um, how many eyes does he have? He has four. He has four. Hmm. Yeah, but it'd so, be weird if he had three eyes. It would be well. It would be weird because then it would look like he's enlightened, which yeah. presumably he's not. Because he hates the world, and he because and he doesn't like the world because everything decays and gets old and passes away. And I think he's kind of imagining he wants to eat the world, but also I don't think his morals or his convictions are necessary for the story. Well, no, but, but well, not not for the but story. But also, like he hates happen, the world and wants to kill it. But he has a daughter. Yeah, but he's not that invested in her. No, but like, in order to have a daughter, you have to experience a sort of like connection with somebody. And I don't know if you do. If you're a big four-eyed demon, what you you think he he fucking Anakin Skywalker, Rachel's mum? Yeah, it's like, well, you're pregnant with the Force now. Well, frankly, hopefully. Yeah, like I don't, I don't think he was there in the delivery room. I don't think he took. I don't, don't think he took. You're a little force baby. I don't think he took paternal leave. <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah, I have a daughter, but I'm. She's mainly a means to an end this, for yeah. me to for me to make all the birds fall out of the sky. So, I was looking for my glasses, and they were there on the table. They were yes, on the table in front of me. Could we sound older? <laughs> At least they weren't on your head. Probably. At least they're not on. Well, that's where I looked. <laughs> At least, did you look, Isaac? How could you? I touched the top of my head. Did you look. <clears throat> At least they're not on the little string around your neck. Oh no, we're not those people. Stacked on top of your longs, <laughs> your long distance ones. They're for driving. These ones are for reading, and you just swap them around. Um, so, and then guys like, let's not help you do that, and they run off through the scary haunted house. And so what Trigon has to do, he has to break Rachel's heart in order to open a demon portal or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Hawk and Dove go and get Jason, who's like... Who's the new who's, Robin. Who's driving the motorbike around Wayne Manor. They get him, and he's like, Bruce would love to help, but he's off doing Justice League stuff. And so, so obviously something more important than the demon that's going to eat the universe. <laughs> it's like, well, does he have a phone? No. So, which is, so they is all, bullshit. So they all. <laughs> Batman has a phone. Yeah, yeah, he has a bat phone. Even Game Surely of Thrones, quite famously, has a bat phone. Yeah, or a pager. Yeah. Or someone should be able to send like a space carrier pigeon to him. The 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 the, 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 the attempt at writing out the Justice League from the story mm. and giving them a universal bad guy is so stupid. It is to, to to be like yeah no the Justice League very much exists but they're just very much off screen. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and you are in, we're, we're, they're fighting Avengers level threats. Avengers level threats, yeah. But the Justice League can't be fucked. It's the Suicide Squad mistake. It it's is the, the Suicide Squad. Mistake. No, sorry, it's not the Suicide Squad. It's Suicide Squad uh, mistake. Well, the Suicide Squad mistake, not the the Suicide Squad. Yeah, sorry, I I I uh, I didn't make the grammar of my sent the punctuation <laughs> clear enough. Come on, Sam. It's podcasting. It's an audio medium. So they go and get Jason. They come back. So so Dick is zombified, and he's chasing them around the scary house. So Trigon just lets all the Titans in, and they all immediately get fucked up and have visions. So there's a lot more visions, and that's going to be one of my issues with this <laughs> show. But and this is just a personal taste thing, and it's kind of going back to our discussion about Don't Worry, Darling, where like, okay, spoiler alert. <laughs> If well, some if something isn't happening in the real world, even if it's got emotional content to it, I don't care about it so much. There is because I'm like that is a problem is, with this series. Let's just do fighting in real world. Is they have a storyline going, but there are so many flashbacks. But the flashbacks, flashbacks are not for like in any order. Like they'll flashback to a point just because something important happened at this point. Whereas like if you were trying, if you were telling a story, if like. To make it better, if they were flashbacking, flashing back to, put, to, put this in to film a specific point where the story at that point is also continuing in line with the story at this point to both come to conclusions at the same sort of time and therefore the, you get a nice re- revelation, you don't get that. The flashbacks in this are so higgledy-piggledy. Well, there's, there's just sort of lots of different forms of going back. There's flashbacks. I'm pretty sure there's at one point flashbacks within the flashback. There's dreams, there's visions, there's like fever dreams, mm. there's visions that Rachel can move through. So there's just there's just a lot going on that isn't happening in the physical plane. Yeah. And that's where I prefer things to happen. Yes, personally. that's where the Justice League is. And they, they can't do that if like, they have to get it as, away from yeah. there as often as possible. Where's Superman? Well, he's not here because this is you <laughs> having a temperature. So <laughs> Temperature. <laughs> So, yeah, so they all, and so, like, the overarching thing here is that they're all, they're all secretly bad, and they've all got badness in them. Coriander is willing to kill Rachel, and, I mean, like, there's definitely an argument for that, if that would have solved the problem. I do enjoy that you just call her Coriander. That's her name. Yeah. I refuse to call her Cory. <laughs> Don't, we can't move past the fact that her name is Coriander. I'm never going to get over it. Yeah, it sounds like she's come from, like, a... <laughs> like a children's TV show. Like she's from the Wombles or something. Um, yeah, so Donna and Coriander. Um, Coriander kills Rachel in her vision. Oh, yeah. Dawn um, tries to kill the guy who set the fire that killed her dad. Jason kills Dick because he killed Batman, and but with a gun. And obviously, you know, guns are bad. Um, and Hawk and Dove do drugs together again. So they all just fall to bits immediately. In their, in their vision. In their None of them gets vision. out of it. None of them even works that hard to do. They're like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's all over. Which I guess, you know, if this guy is Satan, that would work. Um, so then all they all they all get zombified and they all beat the shit out of Gar, who really has a shit time of it this season. Mm-hmm. He's either getting the shit beat out of him or he's just like not involved in the story. Mm. Or, <laughs> or he's like just completely alone and left alone. And just being given responsibilities way beyond what should be expected of him. <laughs> Poor guy. Um <laughs> just look after the whole tower. Just yeah. look after the tower, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
And then, so then, and then Trigon rips Rachel's heart out, and he, because because she's a monster as well, and he sort she eventually like starts to believe him, and so then he takes on his his big goat form, mm-hmm. which I think looks surprisingly good. Yeah, for a TV show. For a TV show mm. to be a completely CGI guy that just walks out in broad daylight immediately. I'm like, I can't really argue with that. Mm. I like the four eyes. I thought it looked cool. I liked him walking along and all the plants and everything dying as he walks. Yes. Pretty, pretty good. To signify that he is the devil. Because he's the devil. Yeah, and if birds, they didn't do it, it would just look lame. Well, then he's just walking if through If he had field. no effect on plants. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> What kind of devil are oh, you? Oh no, plants! My one weakness. Yeah, if they just if they lived through his power, because see, the only like, thing ugh. secretly the only thing more evil than the devil is plants. Yep, and they keep it on the down low. But if they could talk, have you seen the happening? Because <laughs> oh, as scary as, stuff. As soon as they start being able to make stuff happen, scary stuff. Like, that'd be it, like <laughs> a Middle Earth story where there's ants that are just insane. But that little that because ants could be the most terrifying thing in the world if they weren't nice. Rings of power, though. Yeah, the one little one little There's shot little of ants. Yeah, nothing else. I was so excited when it happened. I'm like, oh fuck yeah! And then nothing. No. And I felt chipped. Well, that that little feeling you had of oh, that's what they're pinning the entire show on. As far as I can <laughs> oh. tell, they're hoping people just have that feeling, and that's enough to watch you watch five seasons. And we uh, will. Shots fired, rings of power. I'm never going to stop. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, Jeff. He kills it, Jeff. old love. Yep. Just snaps her neck. Thought that was pretty... That was that was right. She's Rachel's biological mother. Though, uh-huh. Actual mum. Rachel does not respond to it at all. Full on mum. Well, she's in a trance. Yeah. Well, not, not when she... But then she walks outside, presumably past the corpse of her mother. And she's just like oh, well, cracking see, wires against can't, Trigon. You can't show that because it's in the, in the real plane. Yeah, yeah. So they can't they can't harp too little, much about stuff. Little too little, little too real. Mm. So then it's not a dream sequence. So it can't emotionally affect anybody. <laughs> more, <laughs> more like more like dream titans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got them. Uh, no. So then Gar <laughs> wakes Rachel up with the power of montage. Well, that's by the referring best way back to, to all the anything. times they were hanging out, and then Rachel wakes Dick up with the power of assertiveness and trapeze mm-hmm. with the power of trapeze she goes she goes into his dream vision and orchestrates a trapeze thing i like not to just make one of this the whole time but as she just says okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do this thing now and you have to catch me because then you're good but if i die here i die in the real world we <laughs> so you can't just do full matrix backstory <laughs> with one line why, why not that, why would that be the you are someone who's powerful enough to destroy the devil in just a minute. So I don't know why. Anyway, yeah. I feel like I think that was a lie to get Dick to trapeze again. Probably. <laughs> so Dick, could be. She could have manipulated him. So Dick regains the confidence to trapeze. <laughs> Making him inherently good. Because <laughs> only good people can trapeze. <laughs> well, that's true. You can't. You can't trapeze if you're the bad guy. Look, if you get up on a trapeze and you haven't got all your stuff worked out internally, you're going to fall. This because is, you yeah. need to have that clarity of mind and clarity of purpose. Well, then, well, a bad guy could then trapeze because they he could quite, have quite of purpose, often have they? clarity of mind and purpose. True. Yeah. But I think if your if you if your alignment is good, <laughs> yeah, 
or even neutral. You've got to have your chakras. Yeah. Now, up. If you've if you've said um, if you've smiled at some strangers and mm-hmm. said hello to some people th- mm-hmm. throughout the day, yeah, in a kindly manner, yeah, you can trapeze. Yeah. yeah, you're you just you're gifted with the power. <laughs> yeah. Most people don't know they have that power if you're because in the, they're if, not around a trapeze. If you're in the drive-through at Zarafas and you pay for the guy behind you. You can trapeze. That is the time to hop on a trapeze because yeah. you have nothing to worry about. It'll <laughs> <Straight> fade. <laughs> you have to do something else again. But <laughs> <laughs> That's why the trapeze only happens like at the start and at the end of the circus. Because at the start, they've just done some nice shit. And then they, they go do that trapeze, Then they go and they just go real, real nice to each other. They just go. They have. <laughs> they bring. <laughs> they bring people outside that they can go out and buy sandwiches for quickly. <laughs> and then they come back in. Trapeze is a funny word is the point. Um, then she goes then Rachel goes out confronts Trigon and just minces him with smoke powers immediately well you know famously yeah the best thing that can kill the devil is 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 smoke smoke powers powers. yeah she has kind of like she has like I guess like smoke razor blade powers it's not entirely clear Mm. But, um, yeah, and then Trigon's dead, and it's like halfway through the episode. I thought that was an interest, interesting choice. Yeah. I guess it makes sense if it's the season finale, because then you've got to wrap everything up. Yeah, well, it, it makes they've, they've wrapped up the season with their opening episode. Yeah. Yeah. And so then uh, the news turns up. Jason says Titans are back, bitches, on the news, because he's just a fucking loose unit, that guy. He's so loose. Um, His juice has been loosened. And then they do... They do playful banter at the cars, and the band, the gang, immediately splits up again, obviously, because the band... Well, the been, bad guy's been defeated. What have, else do they need? They've got to go off on their own journeys, and yeah. we'll see you next year, <laughs> as it were. Uh, then we see Deathstroke having some angry cabin time. You know how guys have angry cabins. If you had a cabin to be angry in... I think if you're going to be, be angry if you're cabin. angry, a cabin could be one of the better places to do it, I would say. Also, a cabin is probably one of the better places to not be angry. Well, yeah, it might fade over time. But yeah, n- you'd be but, pretty... Uh, I'd pr- probably fucking love a cabin. But not if you're Deathstroke. No. If you have one eye and a sword. And, and, and your son... It's ghosts living inside you. <laughs> We're not at that point. I forgot about the ghosts. Yeah, there's also you can live inside someone's mind... As a as a ghost apparition, mm. I. How many people do you think we're living inside our minds right now? Oh. As ghost app, because I feel sorry for them. Well, yeah, they're not getting a lot of play. Whoever no. I've got, because I'm not. They, they don't get out at well, all. You do sleep a lot, and you don't know what happens to your body while you're doing that. True, true. Ghosts I could could be utilizing it. I could be moon knighting myself. You could. be. <laughs> And so then Deathstroke is all like, I'm thinking I'm back. And I'm like, oh, no. And then we go to visit Batman. <laughs> Why the John Wick reference? Because he goes and he gets all his guns and his stuff. Hey, and yeah. his, and then they, and the other guy's like, so do you think you're going to be Deathstroke again? And he says, yeah. I guess. And with his one eye, he just communicates, I'm thinking I'm back. Hmm. We visit Batman. And, okay, I have to say, there's no way around it. I'm really sorry. It's not a well-cast Batman. You are very correct. I'm sorry, Brenton. I'm sorry, Jorah Mormont. I'm sorry, show. Mm-hmm. He's a lovely actor. He's very talented. He's a very good I love actor. him in a lot of things. He's There's just not a Batman in there. No. 
Definitely not a Batman who's still active as well. At first, I thought he was meant to be sort of a fully retired Batman. No, he's off. But with no, the he's off doing Justice, Justice League, League stuff. Doing Justice League stuff. He's not Batman. He's 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 oh, just he's also he's not Brenton's Batman. Also, you that, don't get a Dick Grayson that is Brenton with that with that Batman. I think we're lacking a bit of a bit of chemistry between those two. Brenton's Batman is Batfleck. Bat it's Batfleck. That's that's it. That's the gap. That, that's it. They they would work so well together. They would. They'd look great next to each other. He kind of looks like a little Ben Affleck. It's fucking strangely perfectly cast for Batfleck to be his Batman. Yeah. And Jorah is an Alfred. Yeah. He is physically. He is, isn't he? An Alfred. He is an Alfred. And he would be a great Alfred. He is. This is a weird timeline where Alfred ended up as Batman. Yeah, it's, I don't like it. Maybe in this timeline. That's probably my least favorite thing about the show. And like, he's a good actor. He's great. I would have. I would have much preferred them to never get to meet their Batman. Yeah, I prefer. I preferred it when it was just off screen. Mm. Uh, what I do like though is that this Batman it seems seems to just be fine. He has no <laughs> yeah. internal conflict. He's not struggling with anything. Yep. He's just like, yeah, I did all that crazy shit. It was awesome. Now I'm just going to have some tea. I'm going to do some more of it later. I have no qualms <laughs> <laughs> compared to all the tortured Batman we normally see on the screen. Yep. This guy's just like, yeah, no, I, I'm completely reconciled to everything I've done. And it's not a concern. <laughs> and uh, And so Dick basically kind of says he's... He's not blaming Bruce so much anymore for weaponizing his childhood, as he says. And it's like, you were just doing what you thought was best for me, which, you know... Clearly is not. Pretty lucky that that lined up with you getting a little sidekick. And he's like, (laughs) I think I want to go to San Francisco to fight the, you know, mostly massive waves of crime, I guess, they have there. Yes, Um, in San Francisco. San Francisco. I don't know, maybe. It's just not something I associate... (laughs) I guess they had Zodiac, didn't they? Um, <laughs> like fucking 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, copycats. Well, they never caught him. They, they don't know who him. it was. So. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to catch the Zodiac one season. <laughs> I would like the Titans never to just start caught. doing cold cases. Yeah. Like I, would, I would love a superhero cold case show. Yeah. Um, anyway, saying Brenton, he's like, I think I want to do Titans again. Can I have the Titans Tower? And he's like, Yes, but you have to take Jason with you. And he's like, Oh God. Now I, I kind of feel like I was watch, I'm watching TV wrong because watching that first series, I never really pieced it together. And then, this is, must be it's obviously blindingly obvious to anyone who has familiarity with the comics, but I didn't get like that there was a Titans and they were fully Titansing, and then it all broke apart, and then he went to be a cop. Well. I it's, felt like these were just different individuals, Hawk, Dove, etc. Mm-hmm. And like in this show, we're going to watch them come together and be the Titans. But in this, it's becoming sort of more explicit. Like, no, there was Titans. Mm-hmm. Then it all went bad because of Deathstroke, etc. And now Dick's trying to rebuild the Titans with all of these... New people. Undocumented yeah, teenagers. Corey, Garth and Raven. Coriander. Those three were never members of the original Titans. Yeah, because they're Hawk and Dove came and went, according to the first season. Yeah. Okay. They came and went because they're just people. They're like, yeah. Much like Dick Grayson, they're just people. They have no special abilities. Well, they're, pretty, they're, they're, they're good at punching. They are, with weird bird costumes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Their their, their superpower is being taken seriously, despite (laughs) dressed as birds. Wearing ski goggles with like feathers, not not like capes. No, they've just got feathers. I think it looks cool. I love it. Is very cool, uh, but they couldn't like. Dove's thing. Whereas Batman's cape allows looks him to a- jump off buildings and shit. These guys just walk around. Well, you gotta wear something. You do. This is true. Um, so episode two, Rose, um, and everything's and everything's sunny and fine. Three months later. Three months. Three months later, have passed. We're in season two. We finally get our first dick joke about Dick's name. He's ordering coffee, and he's like, "Coffee for Dirk, Dick." Excuse me. I'm glad they acknowledged it. <laughs> Had to be done at some point. Doesn't have to don't make a big deal out of it. Um, and so now we're setting up our new villains. There's Dr. Light, mm-hmm. played by Michael Mosley from Ozark. He's escaping from prison. So Deathstroke kind of breaks him out of prison. Because mm. Deathstroke kind of decides he needs an, uh, an offhander. Help. Yeah. I guess. But they just hate each other the whole time. Yeah. And they're just like bickering. I kind of like that. See, Deathstroke is the perfect first villain. Yeah, I, well, I think a lot of this, a lot of this season is just like, let's imagine this is the first one. We start again. <laughs> but it, the, what's crazy is just every episode it just expands. Yep. It's just an app. It's a real sort of maximalist approach. We're like, no, we're doing everything, and we're doing everything now. Think of all the stuff they set up, like in the first season, like the the nuclear cl- drone clone family and stuff. Mm-hmm. That that's all just gone. Like. You could just there's so much you could bring back. But they're like, no, new, new, something new, something new every single time. So it's kind of it's kind of breathless. So Dick's uh, Dick's training everyone. Um, and like when he says in in a fight, you can lose your hands or your feet or your eyes, and you need to be able to. I was I, I think I'm pretty sure the fight's over at that point if you've lost if you've lost your hands and your feet. feet. <laughs> You're just the Black Knight from Holy Grail at that Actually, point. If you've lost your feet, it's pretty much over. Yeah. Like with you without your hands, you could probably run. <laughs> You'd look funny. You could probably like leave. Yeah. If they take your feet away, if you if someone cuts your feet off, then it's time to start negotiating. That's yeah, what I'd say it's time to just make your peace. Uh, Hawk and Dove are hanging out on their addiction recovery horse farm. Star, uh, Coriander and Donna are they're sort of fighting crime in Chicago in their surveillance van and stuff. Mm-hmm. Rachel's black dreams are kind of getting more intense, and that doesn't seem to really go anywhere throughout the season. It sort of like gets worse. She goes into some dreams at some point, but there's a lot of stuff here that kind of rumbles along in the background, and it but it doesn't sort of uh, crescendo. I think. I think that's part of the problem for Raven's character. For Raven's character, all of Coriander's stuff. I just feel like sister and all that. I'm like, just put that in the next season because we're not going to get to do any of it, yeah. and it all feels so big. And you're sort of telling us about all this space politics that's going on that we're not going to see at all. So it makes it sound a bit silly when you don't see any of it. It's just two people in a car on Earth being like, "Yeah, your sister killed the entire High Council of Tamaramalan, and so now there's a, a dictatorship, and so you should probably go there and sort it out." Yeah. And like, yeah. Okay cut back to dick in prison like you've got to do it or not do it which kind of ends up feeling like even though coriander is technically involved in this massive saga she doesn't really get to do anything in this season yeah because there's so many new characters as well she kind of stands around gark stands around for a lot of it i think the standouts in this season are jason todd probably dick and jason todd 
Well, Brenton's a standout in general. Brenton's obviously a standout. A lot of the a lot of the season is about his character. But yeah, I think. And Jason actually gets to have some arc, and there's some real emotionality to what happens to him when he's sort of rejected by the group, and they sort of make assumptions about him. Yeah. So I thought that that, that those those are sort of the strengths, but like there's just so many of them standing around in every scene. It would be hard to give everyone something to do. Yes. And so then, and and really, I mean, to cut to the end, when Donna dies which we'll fucking get to, she's kind of not had much to do, even though she should be super invested because Aqua Lad <laughs> gets shot. Yeah. So the bad the bad guy killed her boyfriend. Her beau. But she's not even involved in the final fight with him. No. And then she gets electrocuted to death and, and she hasn't really... Yeah, she deserved So there's just some underdeveloped She deserved storylines. much better. She deserved much better. And also that probably wouldn't kill an Atlantean, uh, not an uh, Amazon. Amazonian. An Amazonian. Amazonian, yeah. So you know what I mean? There's yeah. just so there's just so there much going on. There is so much, on. but like they've done that on purpose to sow seeds, to be like there's so much going to happen. Everyone will keep watching it to watch these things happen. Well, there's lots of seeds sowing, yeah. I, th- I think Connor, but, Connor's pretty good as well, actually. Yeah, Connor's great. I like He's probably actually the other strength. Is awesome too. Yeah, we just lose like all of our, all the people we already cared about a little bit. Um, blah, 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 blah. So then Rose turns up, girl with eye patch, and she's, um, she's fired, does a matrix jump into the next building. She lands on that big lawyer's table and all the lawyers are sitting around and they're like, this all fits the legal definition of collusion. And she smashes through the window and they don't even get up. They all just sit at the table while she like smashes across it and then just fully just watch her leave. I thought that was quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> the people would panic. At a certain point in superhero land, you'd be like, yeah, this, this, this happens. Uh, again. Uh, uh, it's probably... God damn it times. always happens in a boardroom. The other thing... Like, it always happens when there's at least five of us to witness. Yeah. We've got to stop meeting where there's these big windows for superheroes <laughs> to smoke through. We should through. just Skype in from our homes. I right? think we should all Skype in from our bulletproof <laughs> basements. <laughs> panic roofs. Yeah, panic Where rooms. we live, because superheroes <laughs> now exist. I think the other critical thing I needed more of was a sense of the public presence of the Titans. Because people refer sometimes to like, people need the Titans. They believe that we're going to do yeah. the right thing. And I'm kind of like, do they? Because yeah. you've spent most of this season just like solving your own internal problems. That's and I don't get the sense that anyone out in the world knows you guys are doing any of this. That was the problem I had with the first season as well. And that they made the Titans seem like we were the famous Titans a while ago. And the Scooby-Doo movie does it so much better in that in this, this like everything the scooby gang have had their little break the after they broke up for a while they've had their break but when they get back together at the airport people are recognizing them mm-hmm. they're like sought after like they're the famous scooby gang like is this scooby doo 1 yeah and scooby doo 2 um electric boogaloo something monsters monsters boogaloo monsters unleashed um rowan atkinson is they're like they're like locally famous in coolsville People uh-huh. know who they are. Yeah. I would have loved that aspect of the Titans. You need to be locally famous in Coolsville. Yeah. Like, if it's San Francisco is where the Titans Tower is, they should be recognized in San Francisco. But I would mm. have also liked for this season, because it's starting, like, again, Yeah, to have been each it's a episode. Re- it's have, a re-pilot. Have your death drake be the bad guy. But each episode, 
a, like a different crime or a bad guy to investigate. Yeah. And do a serialized You need some episodic stuff. So yeah. that they can be the Titans. Like, yeah, we're yeah. solving mysteries. It's we're the doing, same, it's the same thing if we don't get to be the Titans very yeah, much. Yeah, they're, they're trying to do like one long movie. See, in... Um, Too much. Yeah, like when Jason jumps on the news and he's like, Titans are back, bitches. Like the news camera doesn't even like really respond to it. And when she's telling, when when like the cop is sort of telling the news reporter what's going on, she's like, we don't really know what happened, but we know that this group of heroes kind of sorted it out. Like she doesn't even call them the Titans. Mm. So she, so. You would think that if the t- Titans existed like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. then she'd be like, the Teen Titans are back. Yeah. And, and they're literally all here. Yes, they're dressed like birds again. It's fucking crazy. It's so weird. They look older. And there's another one called Coriander. Not even making that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think she's an alien, but that might be mean to say. And look. Because she looks human. We're still confirming it, but we're pretty sure this time they blew up Satan. So that's... <laughs> Are they better than the Justice League? That's really making ground. Because, um, yeah. This may be news to everybody, but have you seen the Justice League in, like... Ever? This may be news to everyone. Did you know there is a Satan? <laughs> well, there was. And now he's been blown up in this field. <laughs> so uh, religion they, is pointless. They don't even know how they did it, <laughs> if, you, like, if you push them on it. <laughs> Somebody just, like, farted. One of them just went, she just went, and I'm quoting here, super smoke powers. <laughs> One of them vapes real good. She just... <laughs> <laughs> they vape the devil. She, uh, she, she does what I believe is called body vaping, and... <laughs> She just Thanos dusted the Wait, devil. This this just in. Yes, the Titans are back. The Titans yes, are back. The famous Titans and are back. They're body vaping now. And it goes back to the studio and like one of the co hosts is just like dumbfounded and the other's like, Am I too am I too young to have heard of the time? <laughs> yeah, they were pre internet, so they're not <laughs> They were like really, really big on the San Francisco rock scene for a long time. Yeah. But it was a real real <laughs> underground. There's a. They hadn't been found yet. I think I've mentioned Patrick H. Williams a couple of times on this show, but he had a YouTube uh, like video essay recently, which I quite liked, which is sort of making the. He's pointing out how much of a big part of the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies the normal people are, mm-hmm. the New Yorkers. There's yeah. lots and lots of characters that are not superheroes that are living their own lives. And so Spider Man sort of knows Spider Man and know of Spider Man. And yeah, he has a real yeah. presence in the in the in the town. And You're that Spider-Man. and that isn't just on screen as much with the new Marvel ones. Yeah. Like it's present in the story, but it's not it's not baked and woven in no. in the same way it is in the Raimi ones. And that when they do that, it gives it a real richness and it just lets you imagine this background world that these famous people are doing famous stuff on. Mm. And I think I think if you did that here, if you did more of that in this show, it would give, it would help it all have a bit more of a feeling of urgency. Well, because because, because there's no sense that they have a real job to do. Yeah, they're just dealing with their own internal shit. <laughs> they kind of feel like broody. we're just like we've got plenty of time to sort of brood around and just sort of think about shit. It's like no, no. There's a whole bunch of villains out there. We have to get our shit together and go out there and be Titans. Like, this Deathstroke, it should be the least of our troubles. You, that would make you... I think it would energize the whole thing a bit more. Yeah. You wouldn't also have to... Um, they could still remain Zack Snyder's Titans and be <laughs> dark, they and, very much dark and broody. If you then added little bits of the public. Like, if there was just a news... Like a, a, like a news crew that just 
happened to follow them around accident like at every episode like after every fight scene you just cut back to hi i'm kimberly on the street and she's just interviewing people <laughs> who saw this like just yeah well yeah i things. mean yeah it doesn't have to disrupt the tone at all and so much mm. of it, it but it, as it, it makes the point, alleviate things like it make comedy like elements of comedy yeah and, but, and a lot of it change. is it's, it's just in the in the small shots as well like i'm sorry at at the end when all the people in the fairground turn out not to have left and just re-emerge from their hiding places and start applauding and stuff. Yes. It just feels a bit incongruous to me because I'm like, do you guys know who they are? Yeah, they're the Titans, the famous Titans. Because a bunch of them haven't been... A bunch of them are new Titans, so they <laughs> we know a bunch of them have and no public profile at all. Dick Grayson's wearing a new costume, so he yeah. doesn't look like Robin So anymore. he's not Robin. <laughs> like, he's just a bunch of people. Like, I, I would love to hear... Anyone present at that final fairground sequence try to piece together what just happened. <laughs> With Connor turning up and like he's evil and then he's not, and then and then like there's a tiger running around and everyone's <laughs> constantly trying to unbrainwash each other, which is a recurring theme of Titans. Yes, it is. I think if you're just a member of the public, you don't know you've never seen most of these people. You've got a like fake sense that when the fight ends, you would have seen several of them fighting with each other and you don't understand why they're standing next you to each know. other having like okay, is it are you finished now? Yeah. Like how are do you, you know you that's guys the time? finished fighting each other? I think I feel like like it's gonna be it's at least gonna be a pretty slow clap to get started. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Just like one kid, like I guess. We did this, this when the Justice League were in town. Is it, is it, is it over? Is hey. it, did we? You guys yeah. are good, right? Are I, you the good ones? And because I, An idea of making the fight scenes feel more in-world would be taking what they did in Chronicle. And because Chronicle has found footage, that massive Do fight scene at the end, all of the like massive action sequences are all done via newsreels. So there's news rolls on the bottom. And like oh. you can see if, if they did that in this... Where yeah. like fight scenes are happening and just someone is rolling news camera and like there's a there's and there's fighting in the background. Yeah. You have to choreograph less of it because it's all in the a background. A little bit of that, but it would feel more in world. I think you build. I think I really think the public the public presence of it could be re. I, you could really build that in as like this is another problem that Dick has to manage because he's the leader. Yeah, and so I think that that would be Doing one of interviews. his problems. Being like. <laughs> What's our what's our press? Hey guys, plan? we should probably start a podcast just to get now um <laughs> yeah. just to let the world know who we are. Well, I'd I'd like you should have like like Gar should suggest that. Yeah. Like Gar, we're not doing a this fucking week podcast. On Titans. Yeah. The Titans and you, Hour. And you know what does this <laughs> aspect of it very well, probably too much, like this is the whole show, is the boys. Yeah. Which I've finally been watching and I'm like halfway through season three. Obviously it's an excellent show, but yeah. That is it's very the reality of superheroes is complete. It, it is the world. And yeah. I think that movie really on both sides of the picture as well, like their their own the corrupt corporate side of superheroes, mm. but also the everyman side of everything is very well explored in that show. Yeah, just what random of people think about it, what it's life, what it's like to be a human trying to navigate yeah. this world with superheroes in it. Yeah. yeah, like I think you can do you can do this where it's secret. And there are a bunch of, because that that's more like teen energy, where like we're just a secret team and we're doing secret stuff and mm-hmm. no one can know who we are, like early Batman, I guess. But then, <laughs> not this Batman. But you can't then also have them, you know, being applauded and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, episode three, Ghosts. 
So, oh, so they they figure out that Rose is Deathstroke's daughter, and Dick is always always trying to look after people. So he takes Rose in mm-hmm. to Titan's Tower. This Coriander where, gets tasered by Fade yeah. and the the Tamarind, and we don't even have to talk about that stuff. To be no, because it doesn't happen. In the, but she gets told that she has to be queen. We just get told a bunch of stuff is happening off and screen. She has a sister. Yeah, and she comes in at the end for yeah. season three, I would presume. Season four. We've we've commented on that. Episode four. Aqualad. Well, no, episode three is ghosts. So Donna, Hawk, and Dove arrive. So the band gets back together again. Oh, yes. Because now they know that Dr. Light is out there causing problems. Um, and he's... And they're, Not a great name and for a villain. Dr. Light. Dr. Light. Hey, I'm Dr. Light. Oh, are you going to save us? Well, he doesn't seem much... No. He doesn't seem much like a doctor. I'm going to bring this darkness. guy. He's a real buffoon. <laughs> yes, and I think it's on purpose, and I kind of like that. We, Rose says that Deathstroke killed her brother, so there's this whole family thing that plays out where Rose thinks Deathstroke killed her brother, and she's right, he did. Mm-hmm. But Dick like lied about how it happened, ha- technically how it happened. Yeah, her brother's name is Jericho, by the way. Jericho, yeah, Jericho. So I mean, I guess I guess we'll, we'll we'll get to that stuff. They're doing training at Titans Tower. They're doing like that three way blindfold fighting, which I enjoyed. Yeah, it was kind of. I cool. like a lot of the training. Um, Rachel's smoke powers are still getting a bit much. Um, vape powers. Vape powers. Pardon me. Body vaping. This is probably nothing. But when Donna Hawk and Dove arrive back at Titans Tower. And they're like, immediately they're like, Dr. Light's out here, fucking stuff up. We're going to have to, we immediately have problems we have to solve. Hank says, so much for old home week. Yep, cool. I get it. And that line just confuses me so much. What? What is that meant to be? Because I don't feel like that's what they meant to say. He's at his old house. Yeah. Where they used to live. And he assumed he was going to have a nice relaxing week. A week. At their old house. But why a week? I don't know. Old home week isn't Maybe a thing. old home week is like when you go home and you just like chill out for that first week before you get like yeah. into the into nitty gritty. Like, no, you know, look, you take a couple of days off. I can get there, but that, the that's not a saying. Well, maybe in world. So much. For, in, the, in a world where this is our Batman, that any, is definitely a saying. Anything that is have. possible. <laughs> Okay, fine. That was just a little thing. You, you could say that's nitpicking. But <laughs> you that would just, definitely say that. That nitpicking. just stood out to me so much. It's like, I don't think that's... It's old home week, I'm though. not sure. So, You've never had an old home week? So much for old home week. You've never had an old home week? Why a week, you know? <laughs> anyway, Dove and Hawk are wanting to the thing they need to retire because whenever they be superheroes, Hawk, Hawk also... Uses drugs, basically. Yeah, so he can fucking fight the bad guys, because um, otherwise he's a human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need um, the drugs, because otherwise yeah. I would be dead. Yeah. <laughs> and they make me feel good. They really should write in that he has some sort of superpowers, because his resilience is completely no, the drugs. absurd. It's all the drugs. Yeah, but, like, drugs don't do that. No, but these drugs do. Dr- like in, in, this, drugs, in a world where this is Batman. In a world where this is Batman and they have old... Like, drugs really do the opposite. Drugs give you superpowers for, like, five, six hours tops. And then you have the opposite of superpowers. Have you heard of the cocaine bear? Yeah, I'm looking forward to cocaine bear. 
the movie. Is there a movie coming out of Cocaine Bear? Yeah, Rachel McAdams is in it. Oh, that's amazing. But like the real story of Cocaine Bear. Yeah, upon which the movie is based. That's amazing. I love that they're making a movie of that. I did not know that. That's It's exciting. called... Cocaine bear. Cocaine bear. The most dangerous predator for five minutes or so. <laughs> yeah. Until it and dies. then and then the saddest predator for two days. <laughs> no, it died. They all the old the grown ups go to confront Dr. Light at the stadium because he needs to get more light. Does, uh, Donna lassoes a motorbike onto him, which I think is pretty cool. Mm. But then he sort of light bombs away. <laughs> um <laughs> Here's my flashlight. Yeah. Pikachu, I choose you. <laughs> Tensions are brewing. Hank thinks Dick isn't being intense enough. Dick's trying to train everyone to be nice and gentle. Coriander locks Old Mate in her ship mm-hmm. so she can go and help Rachel. Mm-hmm. And he's in there for weeks, it seems. Yeah, they, do, they don't come back there for ages. <laughs> there for so Three long. months later. <laughs> she just I, ignores it. I thought that was so funny. Um... <laughs> You'd want to think. You'd want to hope that the ship's like yeah. turned on, so he's at least getting like well, recycled air from their spacecraft. Yeah, like you could just. Come or if back she and just find, pops the pops the lid when she find comes a back, skeleton. Just, oh, oh <laughs> he's like, yeah, the toilet oh, stopped working. No. Oh god, no, he's dead. He's <laughs> he's just that. suffocated weeks ago. And she oh. could couldn't have cracked Ooh. a window. Oh, I didn't think about this. You ever heard of air holes? You ever <laughs> you ever transported a gerbil for fuck's sake? Um, uh, and then, but then, unfortunately, Gar and Jason they track down Doctor Light, and Jason's like, "I'm gonna go and fucking get him." So him and Gar go down there, as we, as you would if you're Robin. Yeah, if you're technically the apprentice of the best detective in the world, you definitely go and get him. Well, you're the apprentice of the apprentice of the best detective in the world. Well, he was the you're replacement the, apprentice. You were the apprentice of the, of the best detective who then palmed you off so now to you, someone who quit. Yeah. You're <laughs> you now an apprentice of the former apprentice <laughs> of a butler pretending to be Batman. <laughs> so, uh, you see how he ends up being kind of fucked up. You know, up. you could retcon it and just have the fact, like, just say, like, one line in, in one episode. It's like, Brenton's just like, hey man, Thanks for pretending to be Bruce. And Alfred's just like, you're welcome. Because <laughs> we've never seen Alfred. We haven't. So, conspiracy theory. I appreciate born. I appreciate the help when yeah. you pretend to be Bruce so I can get angry and you can give me advice. Yeah. He gets taken by Deathstroke because obviously. Um, and then we have Aqualad episode. We have a So, flashback. it's a whole episode, five-year flashback. Yep. Are you kidding? Yeah, it makes complete <laughs> sense in terms of the storyline. I couldn't, I couldn't believe there's just another whole new character. It's also confusing that Aqualad is called Garth in a show with a character called Gar. Yeah, I'll just say that. Yeah, just going to put that. It's out just there. that that's his name. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's just their names, though. Yeah, like this. The show didn't choose that. Though. Yeah, but like the show, like the but comic then, book but then, writers, but their did, names could be that. anything. And like Change Aqualad one. Lad was probably written before Beast Boy. Yeah, we'll change Beast one of them. Beast Boy. I mean, imagine him when he gets to be like thirty-five. They've changed. Hi, I'm be- hi. I'm Beast Boy. No, oh, well, how about hi? I'm Aqualad. <laughs> I am the Aqualad. Like these names. Awesome are... to have Aqualad in something, and then just yeah. brave to just fucking. Does he manage to find a use for his water powers? Kill him off. I think he does one water. 
water yeah, thing. But they're not in, they're not um, near the water. They're not like yeah. heading to the docks. What possible role does he play? Um How is he in the Teen Titans? Back in this <laughs> Well, his name is Lad. So. Yeah, but they're like a, a notoriously land-based heroes. <laughs> notoriously, <laughs> I, I, water-based heroes will never not be funny to me. <laughs> Even if it's Jason Momoa, I don't care. It's what about Namor? It's inherently hilarious. What about? I'm very intrigued to I'm see so it. I'm so keen. It looks great. I love but, the changes they've done for that. But it's oh, I'm so keen. It's funny. I'm interested to see how Namor, how Namor interacts with a landlocked nation of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting choice. Uh, it's not landlocked, though. Because mm-hmm. in Infinity War, the dropship is flying over ocean and then through a mountain into, into Wakanda. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, even if it was, you just change it. Exactly. They can do whatever the fuck they want. They yeah. are Marvel. Yeah. And we trust them with Change the waters of Wakanda. Thank you, Kevin. Change Garth's name to Orlando or something. Mm, Orlando um, Beast Boy. Back in this time, Dick and Dove are together. <laughs> Orlando Boy. Got it. What? <laughs> no idea. Back in this era, Dick and Dove are together. Mm. Uh, this, to me, I felt like these guys... They're just, they just they feel like one of those just like really incestuous like friendship groups. Yeah. That have just been friends for too long. Everyone's kind of fucked everyone. Yeah. And they really need to sort of expand the friendship gene pool. Like Hollywood. And then, but like they're all too old to make new friends. So they just sort of stew in it and it gets weirder over time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, they were it's the like Teen so Titans. so strange. And you can't just like let somebody know that you were the Teen Titans. It's like a, it's like the band breaks up. Oh, yeah, because they're meant to be famous, but also no one knows who they are. Yeah, they've all got secret dis- identities. Because they're amazing disguises. Except Donna is Donna. Um, Donna Troy is her superhero name. Yeah. <laughs> In this flashback, I kind of realized Dr. Light's outfit isn't that great. It's yeah. like black jeans, black t-shirt, and a, just a little plastic-looking vest over the top. Uh-huh. Sort of, look, it looks. You know, when someone's got something, it looks, sort of looks like an eBay costume. Uh huh. They didn't do much. Or the costume you get at Spotlight. I like, I'm enjoying his performance. Oh yeah, he's, he's fun, but um, yes, he's, he's cheap. But also, yeah. that could just be character choice. They could just make. They spent so much money on just, on Breton's Breton's costumes. Maybe. Um, the mm. problem with Aqualad. Breton's Robin costume is just off the charts good. Yeah, his outfits, they put all... Yeah, Jason's outfits are good. Yeah. Well, a lot of them are. Like I said, I like Hawk and Dove. I think Dove stuff is... It's amazing how much that seems to work visually and not not look silly. The problem with Aqualad, apart from the fuck that he's fucking Aqualad (laughs) and called Garth, is he's not a very different character from Hank or Dick or Gar. Mm Mm-hmm. So he doesn't like change up the dynamic. Yeah, imagine if it was in, a surfer, like a surfer, but like, hey guys. You, yeah, he needs to be a so surfer. Cool. He's just kind of like another guy who probably lives in San Francisco. Yeah, but not that's much because they're so brooding. It's just like all hipsters are the same. Yeah, you know, you can't just get a hipster who's a lot just, of hipsters in who this. shakes up the group. Yeah, he's not included in the group. Then he's um, he's not cool enough to be yeah. part of the group. If he's got his own ideas. Yeah, <laughs> if he speaks for himself, then he can't be a part of the Teen Titans. That's not Titans energy, okay? <laughs> we uh, so Doctor Light he's like absorbing energy from nukes or something. So they all, but then they all go there and they fight him as a team. 
because teamwork is important. Yeah, they are the Teen Titans. Um, Donna is so impressed with Aqualad's teamwork that they have sex. Because I, I think, famously, the two big aphrodisiacs are death and teamwork. I think they've they're dating. Yeah, but this is what pushes it over the edge oh, yeah, to like yeah, okay. to, if, to seal the deal. Your collaborative <laughs> ability. A little truck stop, That's, truck stop toilet sex after a battle. Well, no, I think they're back at the times <laughs> now. They're able to hold on to it till they get home. Um, and so Jillian, the other Amazonians, trying to get Donna to go back to. Amazon land, Themyscira. Themyscira. Um, I like that you remember that. Yeah, I know. That's cool. I know what stuff is. You're a nerd, man. I'm a nerd. I'm 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 obsessed with the Teen Titans. <laughs> Teen Titans go. Um, not <laughs> not, a, Teen not Titans a big go. character reason for her to go back. But anyway, she goes to the airport. Garth goes to the airport. There's some. There's a. They talk about clownfish. I forget that bit. Um, anyway, and he's telling her, "Don't leave. Stay here." But then Deathstroke shoots. Garth and he dies. So I'll, I'll, that was cool that he just full on fully dies. Yeah. Um, and then it's revealed later on the Deathstroke was there to shoot Mrs. Themyscira. Yeah, Donna. Well, I think she was no, the, no, the friend. Jillian. Yeah. yeah. So Doc, uh, Jason is trying to escape from Dr. Light. Um, and yeah, Dr. Light, he seems like a bit of a buffoon in the comics. I was looking him up a little bit. I think he, he seems to get humiliated quite a lot. Well, it's got a shitty power, so... Well, there's this line that stood out to me, which is that Dr. Light was once defeated by a little boy blue and his blue boys, a group of non-superpowered children. (laughs) Imagine being a child and being called one of the blue boys who hangs around with little boy blue. Like, that's just your your calling in life. You're one of the blue boys. Yeah. I've got a friend. His name is Little Boy Blue. And I don't get to have a name in this story. I'm just one of the blue boys. You're one of the blue boys. How old is little boy Blue? He's 37. It's, <laughs> it's kind of it's... like an Aqualad situation. It's been a while. Um, uh, Deathstroke just full-on shoots Dr. Light, just sort of has enough of him. I like that. Yeah, me too. That was cool. The gang track him through the tunnels. Deathstroke wants to trade Jason for Rose. Um, and uh, at this point I was thinking it's weird that the Titans Tower are so sort of impregnable to him but it turns out it's not there's debates about whether or not they should give should, should give them up and then Dick comes up with a plan which is to go completely rogue and just smash his communicator and I mean just, just turn it off is what I would say don't have to smash it yeah. and then he tries to give himself up to Deathstroke in the house because he's figured out that he's upstairs at the tower I think it's a different skyscraper Okay. But it's a skyscraper nonetheless. Well, a tower. Yeah. And then reveal Jason is on the window cleaners window cleaners platform. Uh-huh. Strapped to some explosives. Strapped to explosives or, or something like that. And then pretty great fight. Mm-hmm. Of with, with death with Deathstroke. Um great the great bit of this Deathstroke is like his arm is sort of trapped under um Dick's head. And he like unclips and reloads his gun while it's in that position and then rips it out. So some good sort of gun esque things. But then Jason Falls credits. Episode six, Connor. So as this show loves to do, immediately leave the entire storyline and go and do something else completely. Flashback real quick. So this is all the stuff with Connor and Crypto the dog, which is an unfortunate name these days for a dog. My Are dog's you... named after a financial house of cards. 
Um, <laughs> so so su- super, the super, dog. super Boy and Super Dog break out of Cadmus Labs in Metropolis. And so Lex Luthor is in the background of all of this. We introduce Mercy Graves. We introduce Dr. Eve. So it, it's just another pilot episode. Mm-hmm. It's just another pilot episode of another season is what mm-hmm. it felt like to me. He goes back to Kansas. He finds Lex Luthor's father. He has... So it's... Like, his whole thing is pretty cool. He's got memories of Lex and memories of Clark. Yeah. Um, The whole theme of, like, people being evil or good, which they sort of do with everyone else in the first episode... Gets that, to happen to... That plays in a much more real way for Connor. Yeah, because he like, is both evil and good inside him. Yeah. Yeah, like because he's the, got DNA from he's, two... Yeah, he's, he's famously the best and worst people in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Anyway, so the yeah the SWAT the SWAT team coming. I liked I liked all of this. Connor absolutely just wastes the SWAT team, mm. smashing through the wall, punches through a gun. Uh, the dog has laser eyes. The dog catches the RPG and throws it back. All Crypto good stuff. Gets some cool stuff. Crypto is great. Yeah. This episode was pretty good. And uh, the SWAT team's doing that thing that SWAT teams love to do, which is absolutely never stand down. No matter how many times the person in charge says "stand down, stop shooting," if you're a SWAT team, you never stop. In this world, once well, in any film, as far as <laughs> I can tell, as soon as you've engaged, you keep going no matter what. Cease fire! See, oh, I'm just giving up. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, Connor goes out. He finds Eve, Eve Watson in the van, and she does say to him, "You were made the same way everyone is." I was like, oh, "I'm sure that's entirely true." Whoa, Lex Luthor and Superman have had. Relations. Combining genetic material from the two most intense dudes in the world. <laughs> um, they go on the run. I liked all this. This this felt like it could be a movie. You know, this should be like them on the road, her sort of mothering him mm-hmm. because he's like learning what the world even is. Um, if I was them and I was on the run, I'd take off the Superman shirt. No, it looks so cool. Though. It does it fits look his cool. guns. Yeah. Of course, it fits shows so off them well. boobies. They go to the abandoned Cadmus lab, and there's all those other weird old ex- gross experiments in glass tubes. And they're not wearing Superman shirts, though. No, I'm not sure what we're learning when they go there. It's sort of like you're sort of like, oh no, it was crazy. But I was like, if someone told me I was made in a lab like that, I wouldn't be like, oh cool, I bet it all went great and nothing creepy happened first. Yeah, you know, I'd be like, oh, that was I probably think they terrible. Just really want that like alien resurrectionness of like. Seeing like deformed Sigourney Weavers, it's great to have some deformed Sigourney Weavers, but it's a recurring thing in this show where stuff is happening and there's intense music and there's people looking at stuff and being like, Oh, but I'm not sure what I'm meant to be feeling, yeah, you know, but you're you're not supposed to, he's feeling it, you know, but I know, but but Connor's feeling it, no, he's not, he's an actor, yeah, I'm the viewer, (laughs) the feelings are meant to happen over here, yeah, but he's feeling it for you, you don't even need to. Thank God. Um, uh, Connor saves Jason. He gets hit by kryptonite. Bullets. Oh, yeah. Jason's falling. Connor catches him. Connor gets shot by kryptonite. Yeah. He saves Jason by doing the old land on a car trick. Because as we know, if you land on a car in film, <laughs> everything is fine. Doesn't matter how far you fell from. The famous soft landing of the roof of a car <laughs> solves all problems. That's a real trope. And I'm fine with it. Keep doing it, please. Um, I want to have it, but land, land next to the car. So you could have landed on that soft car, man. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, this ground. <laughs> you landed on a hard car. She landed on a soft car. 
You got you you're a superhero. You got to learn to tell which ones are the good also, landing cars. It has cars. to be the roof of the car. It can't be like in the back of a Ute. No, it can't be in the back of a Ute. Back of a Ute, you are splattered. Mm. Roof of a car, famously dense in, you're fine. Yeah. Bonnet also not great unless the car is moving. <laughs> then you're okay. Or is a rear wheel like a rear engine? Because then the bonnet can collapse. Then, yeah, then that's yeah. fine. But you have to show that rear engine in in cut. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You got to set in, that in up. frame. The rear engine needs to be set up. <laughs> Episode seven, the. Bruce Wayne hallucination episode. So I with all I was trying to list all the kinds of visions and dreams. I didn't even mention just hallucinations. Yep. So Dick is just having guilt hallucinations. I don't love that. Me neither. Partly He's because not it's this kind of guy who'd get them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and also this Batman. Also, if it was if you had if you were playing your Batman, yeah. never show him as Bruce. Only show him in costume so you don't have to see him be Bruce and be like, yeah. Just try to hide as much as possible who yeah. the actor is. Or like, I want to see him in bat, bat costume, but it'd be like overly bulked up, like huge muscles that Just are the costume. Insane, not obviously fake Shazam <laughs> level. Jason keeps training. Dick is acknowledging how dumb he's been. So that was, that was nice. Because yeah, that whole sacrifice yourself move. Not a big fan of that. Breaks crypto. Oh, Eve releases crypto from the lab, and he flies out the fucking window. I thought that yeah, he was does. good on you, dude. Yeah, he fucking does. Just flies out of there. I just wish crypto um, could speak English. Yeah, that would be the better part for that. Just, he he just keep trying to get you into crypto. <laughs> hey, I've got this new idea. I know, like I know you hear a lot of shit about I'll, NFTs, but that's just I'll people don't understand up, it. Okay. I'll hit you up, right? Um, I'll send you a PDF. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send you some links that my friend sent me. <laughs> But don't don't tell anyone though. I am doing mining. I'm doing yeah, but it's a special kind. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't understand. How does it work? I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't understand. But, but I know that I'm rich. Yeah, I'm rich. I'm so rich. Not right? in not in money. No, but, but I am. In, I am rich. In, I have a lot of assets. What? It's not, not like real ones. I have a lot of stuff that it's not money now, but yeah. in the future, it might when when not water be is money. <laughs> Then this this will be kind of like water, I think. And that's me. I'm crypto. And, that's, and I'm that's me. I'm crypto the dog, baby. <laughs> I'm on fly now, this window. Yeah, excuse me. I'm gonna go fly and tell someone Thanks else. Thanks for the kibble, style. boys. Me out. <laughs> Crypto's classic saying. Thanks for the kibble, boys. Uh, so Dick is hunting down a guy called Wintergreen. who goes to that hotel. And we're basically getting more hints about what happened with Deathstroke. The whole Deathstroke thing comes out very slowly about yeah. the backstory. And but that's stuff. that's the that's the story. Whenever something whenever something is being teased, like someone has a dark secret, I always think it's not going to be that bad. It's, it's going to be Dick's going to have the secret. It's going to or someone's going to say, "Yeah, Dick did something wrong." But I'm always like, whenever, especially when it's in this kind of world, there's so much crazy shit going on all the time. Connor just like murders five police officers and we never even address it. Oh, but they were just—they were bad. They were, they were baddies because yeah, they, they were baddies. Because they, they shot were, him. Um, they shot at a teen. I'm like, whatever it is, Dick has done. I bet it's not that bad in the scheme of things. <laughs> it's not enough for us. They to They did like, just kill the devil, so I think killed, if they've done some bad stuff before, you killed the devil. Kind of made up for it. It all comes bit. out in the wash, Dick. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Um, there is not that much red in your ledger. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think the same with Black Widow. I'm like, get over yeah. it, mate. It's fine. You've done some uh, some good things. You've saved the world a few times. You can chill the fuck out. Yeah. I think when things are so sort of heightened and cartoonish, 
the guilt of the characters isn't something that just plays for me. Well, for, except for Spider-Man in... There hasn't been in any films yet, really. <laughs> okay. But, like, in He's comic... had a moment of guilt. Spider-Man is just guilty as fuck all the time, and he just blames himself for so much shit. Well, I think it's... He, yeah, maybe because he's a very sort of pedestrian. That's he is, yeah. yeah. But yes. Um, yeah. Kind of gets saved from the kryptonite bullets. Deathstroke is doing stuff to fuck with everyone in Titan's Tower by leaving meaningful props around. <laughs> like a... <laughs> If you're a real good a assassin and you want to kill this team, he's doing what weird. you do, you break in a couple of times and just like move I, things. Just the idea of Deathstroke creeping around and just putting stuff in places. Like, put a fork in the microwave. Just see what happens. <laughs> you know, just see what happens. <laughs> just turn the stereo on really loud in the middle of the night. Yeah, just, just replacing the soap. Just pranks. Just op- open a door that was closed previously. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It feels it's very sort of like Grinch level <laughs> stuff. I feel like we're getting from Deathstroke here. Steal like but, socks. Um, the Steal good thing it leads socks. to is everyone assumes it's Jason, and it's not a ridiculous assumption. And he gets really upset that everyone assumes it's him, and he leaves. And yeah, I thought he that's does, good he character development. Good for you. And uh, then Dick talks to Jason on the roof, and finally he gets rid of his Batman hallucinations by um, saying that he says he killed Deathstroke's son, which he didn't. Yeah, but he blames himself. Yeah, but like... Like a, like a true hero. Like a true hero. Only a true hero blames only, himself for all of the things he never did. Only a true hero would make a massive deal over <laughs> something that really, you know, just sort of happened in the moment. And it's clearly Deathstroke's fault. <laughs> yeah. Like The fact that Deathstroke tries to palm this off on anyone. I'm like, sorry, mate. If you're holding the sword... That goes into another being. That goes into your son. I think we know whose fault this is. Yes, um, it is my son's anyway, fault. Anyway, yeah. But he is dead and cannot pay the price for his death. Dick agrees to be honest. Bruce fades away like a force ghost. Yeah, because like he Disney was a ghost. force ghost. He is a force ghost, isn't he? Yeah. It's just weird that he's... Batman? This <laughs> In a world where he's Batman. It is weird that he's Batman, but also this feels like something that a character who's dead should be doing. Yeah, yeah. The fact that it's weird that Bruce is here as a hallucination, but it's also somewhere else. No, but the fact doing that Bruce Batman is there stuff. as a hallucination is just weird for Dick, and that Dick's life is so fucked up and has been for so long that he's hallucinating a guy that gives him advice and shit. Yeah, I don't know how like, that's not bad healthy. his mental health is meant to be implied <laughs> yes. by this. Because this that's not healthy. And don't make Bruce Wayne do a burlesque dance, I'll say that. I like that they're having fun. And you know, good on that they're out here. They're trying. They're trying things. They're, trying they're in the things, mix. Yeah. But episode eight, Jericho. You'll never guess. It's a five-year flashback. Oh, what? <laughs> That's crazy. And we get the story of them uh, bringing Jericho. So I guess they do. Dick does have the idea of he explicitly involves Jericho in the plot of everything. Yeah. So it's a little bit his fault, but it's still mostly Deathstroke's fault. Yeah, it's not his fault that Jericho died. It's his um, fault that Jericho was there. Yeah. Jericho decided to save Dick's life. Yeah. That's they have beers on the beach and have bro time. There's a flashback within this flashback about Deathstroke's origin, where he has mm-hmm. the serum. He's he's shooting his way out of the lab with an apple in his mouth. He's like eating an apple while he does it. That was cool. That is cool. That's cool. A lot of cool stuff. And yeah, it's times like this, I wonder, is that guy still locked in Coriander Spaceship? <laughs> Really? 
I, did, I thought you might have forgotten I, about that after four episodes. I, just, I was like, I, I guess he's still in there. <laughs> um, we show how Jericho lost his voice uh, when he gets slashed. Again, totally Deathstroke's fault. Uh, then Jericho reveals his power of taking over other people's souls. Ooh. So he comes to Titan's Tower and he, and he astral projects into Hank, makes him dance. Which is a super fucked thing to do to someone without their permission. Mm-hmm. Like, this is such a weird and unsettling power. Yeah. Like the, the it's also like, weird that he's got a superpower, and like half of the Titans don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a bunch of them are just people. They're just people. And but then this Dudes one guy can dude. astral project. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's it though yeah um, I oh, can make people do stuff I, by doing stuff I inherited in the superpower from my dad whose superpower is strong and guns <laughs> so yeah, you know how genetics we got superpowers our dad um, kills people you know people, how genetics works um, sometimes and then Dick is like okay Jericho give me part of the team I'm gonna have to be honest with you we're trying to kill your dad that's our whole thing that we're trying to do here I should probably tell you that now and he is Super on board. <laughs> yeah, he takes their side immediately. Tells his mum to get fucked. Um, and the, and so he's and so that character he's doing. He's talking through sign language a lot, and I think he does a really good job of sign language acting. Yeah, like this worked a lot better for me than say my other main reference point for this style is Eternals. For some reason, their sign language scenes felt more like I felt like I was just noticing a lot more, and there was more of a barrier, more kind of dull. It fit Whereas, in Eternals. It it felt kind of cheesy. Yeah. Like it was like, yeah, we've done this because it's the right thing to do. Not like this is the, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and, and, and the, the actor is, is deaf as well. So he's obviously very used to doing acting in that, in, in that way and sort of emoting so strongly with the, you know, it's a, it's a difficult thing to do and it's not thing, something we see very often. No. Um, but I think that's done really well in this. Donna fights Deathstroke and he lets her go with a warning. He basically says, You guys, if you guys stop doing Titan stuff, then we're good. If you guys stop being teens, if you guys stop being such a bunch of bloody Titans, all right, and get stop being on the being, news, um, meddling kids. And to be honest, at this point, he's starting to feel pretty fucking reasonable. <laughs> he's, min- he's, ne- he's not targeting them, he's minimizing damage. He's like, I'm willing to negotiate. And they're like, No. Um, we are addicted to the drugs that yeah. allow us to do this. Yeah. I think the thing I'm missing in all this flashback with Deathstroke is I don't still really understand why Deathstroke is Deathstroke. Like, I know he was in the lab and stuff, but like, he says, this is what I've become when he reveals himself to Jericho. I'd be able, why did you become that? Because um, he's a bad guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. That's that's all we get. <laughs> yeah, I think. He's, I all, like, I like the actor. Need. I like the look. I like everything about him. But I just think we've done all this backstory stuff, but there's not a lot of emotional backstory of, like, yeah. character stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so then they have the fight. At the, they have the fight at the church. Dick shows up. Deathstroke says, in the pantheon of sins, murder is far more honorable than betrayal. Cool line. It is. I like that. And so then we come back, we come back to modern day. Dick has told everyone what happened. And so the gang is splitting up again. Oh, because we he betrayed e- their trust. We didn't even get to do anything fun together as yeah, a gang. But they could save Connor. We had one death stroke fight. Yeah, but they just pull Connor off the street and chuck him in a hospital bed. Yeah, but then they take they save him well, separately. Co- Corey just does it. 
Well, yeah. He was just like, hey, can you... um?" They, d- they don't Oh, yeah, sure, together. sure. Fling. Ah, um, you're cool. <laughs> so, yeah, so Dick tells... So, episode nine, Atonement. Dick tells everyone what's happened. Hank fully punches him. Um, everyone leaves except Dick and Gar, who just bros hanging out. Guys um, being dudes. Fade has escaped the ship somehow. And we get some more planet backstory. So then Dick leaves as well. And I'm sorry, I have problems with this. He just he tells Gar, a teenager, to just look after Connor. Um, he says, if you have any problems, call call Bruce. And he's like, this this was a good joke. He goes, Bruce Wayne? He goes, no, Bruce Springsteen. He says, who? <laughs> nice, because he's older. Yeah. Because age. You know how age happens? Anyway, the so there's the teens. there's one guy that didn't abandon Dick, and he abandons him. <laughs> leaves him alone. <laughs> leaves him alone <laughs> with, a, with a Superman in a coma <laughs> that the government's <laughs> looking for. And is like, I'm going to go and just try and sort my problems out. Um, Gar does Operation Save the Titans with his like a video log, mm. lots of smoothies and coffee. I like that he loses enthusiasm after one day. He's like, day two. Oh, God. This isn't going to come together. Dick goes to, he goes and apologizes to Jericho's mum, but then Deathstroke is there and he's like, I sentence you to live alone. So his whole idea was not to kill them all, but just to break up the Titans. Could have done that easier by just telling them all from the get go. Just being like, hey, Dick did this. <gasps> oh no, we're broken. Yeah, up. he yeah. could have just told them, couldn't he? He could have just said it. And he could have proved it to them by revealing the soul of his son trapped inside his mind. Could have done that too. Yeah, good point. <laughs> um, but it's weird. Like Deathstroke, he's not that bad. Like he, why didn't he want to kill all of them? Like he could have sentenced Dick to live alone by killing all of his friends. He could have. And Dick's like, "You're a piece of shit." He says, "You're a murderer for hire." That's not that bad. I'm sorry, but being a murderer for hire is not that bad. No, like there are a lot of people who are murderers for hire. He's just like shooting lawyers and judges and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. in superhero land, I mean... In regular land. Well, it's pretty bad in regular land. But in super, <laughs> a superhero land, I'm like, I'm not that bothered about you. Um, <laughs> Fictional character. So he's like, just don't do Titan stuff and we're cool. And so this would have been better if we'd seen them do some fun Titan stuff. And then we'd be like, oh no, we're going to miss... I enjoyed the Titans, and now we can't be Titans anymore. Hank breaks up with Dawn, which I didn't really get. No, not for that guy. Comes out... No, have, you, com- have you seen Dawn? They've... Well, hey, what's his name? Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher would never leave Dawn. <laughs> the problem is, they've had zero conflict this entire time. Yeah, the first season, they had more conflict between the two of them. So... It but he breaks feels, up with her, though, because she stopped him yeah. from having the drugs. I like them both, and I like their performances, though. But I think he's just, yeah, he's just, he decides he's going to go off and do cage fighting and do drugs for a while. Mm-hmm. And hey, well, you know, we've all been there. <laughs> who hasn't? Who, you know, who what kind hasn't? of alpha guy I can hasn't? tell you who hasn't. This Bruce Wayne. He definitely <laughs> yeah. hasn't done no cage fucking fighting. No, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't look like he has. <laughs> um, anyway... Uh, and, so, and so then Dick kind of freaks out and gets himself sent to prison. So in the next episode, we have another pilot episode, which is Dick starting his prison sentence, a yeah. seven-year prison sentence. Mm. So a long time has passed from when he beat up those cops because he's, had, he's been sentenced. <laughs> he's, he's gone through. I guess he pled guilty or whatever. When he beat up those cops in the airport and got himself arrested, I thought 
he was about to run away to Iceland, but then he has like a cool new plan to put into effect. And this was part of it. But then I realized that he's actually so broken. He's basically like committing suicide at this point. Yes. Which is just kind of compounding his other crimes by further abandoning Gar and Connor. Yeah, you get arrested when you've left two dudes in your house. One of them's more a child than the other one, and the other one's only like 16. Yeah, one of them's 16. One of them is half the most evil person in the world. But an infant. like a week old. You haven't even told Superman is there. No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. If you're going to do death by prison, I mean, just kill yourself, mate. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Because this way, you had to beat those cops up and you're going to cost the taxpayer millions over you know a seven-year period. It's just do the, the the smart thing and be Nightwing. Just go and be Titans again. Yeah, just be a do. fucking... Do I your would, fucking job, bruv. I would kill Deathstroke because it doesn't look that hard. Yeah, no. And then just go back and be Titans He's again. He's just guy with the swords and guns. You guys um, have superpowers. Yeah. Swords, swords and guns aren't superpowers. You've got... Um, they ain't. They ain't. You've got Super Baby, or whatever he's called. Yeah, you do have Superboy. Yeah. Whose name is literally Superboy. To go with the... I prefer Super Baby. Also, when he when he sends himself to prison, it feels to me, watching it, like it's not so much prison or a punishment. Just open the vapor drop and we'll just... See what happens? fall off the wall? Yeah, I'm trying these stick-on hooks, and I guess they're not that strong. That one, this one could fall at any moment. That was exciting and terrifying. Yeah. We'd stopped talking, and then it happened. Yeah, you try when they fall in the middle of the night and the glass smashes. That's less exciting. Scared Erna so much he fell off the bed. That's a long fall in the yeah, dark for a chihuahua. For a small man. Um, yeah, it's not prison or a punishment if you know you're able to escape at any time. If you're a superhero. But like, if you're in prison, mm. if you know that if you put a couple of days into it, you could break out. Yeah. That's a different experience to being yeah, literally in like prison. Yeah, it's just like chilling in an unhappy place. Yeah. Like it's it, like unhappy retreat. Yeah, it's an unhappy <laughs> retreat. But like it's, but it's yeah, costing the taxpayer. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that's a weird thing to keep coming back to, but that's all I could. Like, just go, go to a bad island, go to a not nice island. Just be homeless for a while. Just be, <laughs> yeah, that's also bad. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Connor does like Harry and the Hendersons to crypto because he's like it's too dangerous for you here or something. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is a truly brutal and insane move, I think. Keep laser flying dog, that's what I would do. Yeah. Um, Rachel has this whole side plot when she's... Because she goes off with Donna and then they split up. And then she's like at a soup kitchen. And there's another kid... Which reminded me of like when... There are too many plots. There's too many... I forgot about this one. And it reminds me of the Stranger Things plot when Eleven runs away. Yeah. And we all just choose to memory hold that And that, that one. episode is what we skip every time we do a rewatch Everyone of the show. Everyone just collectively forgets that we whole side thing. We skip season two, episode eight, every we time we do, do a rewatch. do not care about it. It's never referenced. That girl is so one of the kids in the facility, never addressed, even though we go back to the facility so many times. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like every time. To- I've, re- I've, re- I've rewatched Stranger Things so many times. And the- I've watched that episode once. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's weird. I mean, she she gets a good hairstyle out of it. But she that's does about get it. a pretty good hairstyle. Uh, the SWAT team learns absolutely nothing and attacks Titan's Tower again and just has another go at Connor. <laughs> They're just um, angry for Gar, the first time. Gar gets to do some ninja fighting and he's like clearly having fun during the fighting. <laughs> that was nice. Um, then Mercy Graves captures them and she says she's going to try to give Gar what the Doom Patrol guy never could. I'm not really sure what she means, but they, he basically gets captured and brainwashed again. We get another brainwashing zombification. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dick helps his new prison friends escape. Yeah. Uh, which I guess is, I think it's like, guess he's not through helping people after all. And again, I am enjoying the side plot of Dick in prison, Dick making prison friends, Dick navigating the prison environment. Yeah. Uh, but it's just sort of... It's all these things feel like they're just deviations from. Yeah, they don't build towards the final. It's not. It's not cumulative. No. It's so. It's. It's a strangely like meditative, not, contemplative show. It's not. There's um, so much sitting around thinking about your feelings, which most shows don't have enough of. It's not serialized. Like it's not. You can't just watch an episode, get a little adventure. You have to have watched the episodes before to understand what's going on. Yeah. But the little well, adventures that they're doing don't add up to anything either. Because they're all just tangents that don't mean anything. It's weirdly like it is and is not. It's weirdly episodic and not episodic. Yeah. Where each episode goes for about 2.3 episodes. Yeah. You know? So it's not like contained in one episode. But like each storyline is spread across a couple and comes and goes. And so mm. you don't sort of notice when one begins and ends. So it's all sort of rolling along. And everything that's happening I'm pretty interested in and I'm enjoying but suddenly it's sort of a, it starts to feel a bit endless yeah. because it's so big and there's so many things going in different directions that don't plug into each other very directly. Anyway, I thought the one thing I thought was a bit of an issue here, like the guard says, um, the guard, he's, when he goes into the prison, the guy's like, you need to give me information, tell me what's going on. And, he, and Dick says he, he won't do that because he's, he's not going to help anyone. Like he's done helping people or whatever. Mm. But, and I think that speaks to one of the limitations of this show where it's got a very sort of simplistic, there's a very simplistic morality in this universe of like good, bad, helping, not helping. Because, like, obviously, if you help that guard, you're helping yourself by doing that. Like, Mm. it's not, it's not one way. Everything's in, everything's in dynamic relationship to everything else. But in this, things are sort of understood in a very sort of static way, I think. Of like, do I do good or do I not do good? I'm like, well, if you don't do good, you're always doing something. Like, you're probably doing bad by not doing good. So, I don't know. I just feel like that's something that is holding yeah, the show no, back get, from get, being get, sort get, of a richer thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not like they're not doing good things morally just because they're the right thing to do. Well, no, I think they are doing good things morally because they're the right thing to do. But in the real world, people don't normally do that. Things are more complicated. People yeah. might do the right thing, but they have complex feelings about it. Mm. And it's for like personal and emotional reasons as well as just like, this is the right thing to do. Episode 11, Elko. Gar is having brain surgery. <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs> has such a rough run of it. The thing for him is just fucked up. Yeah. Then, uh, so now Dick is ill and he's having fever dreams about Bruce. Um, and so they're not hallucinations this time. This guys. isn't hallucinations. This they're is fever dreams. Fever dreams. He dreams about Bruce a lot, yeah. which which could say things 
negatively about Bruce as a person. It doesn't really say anything about Bruce, though. It's just it's just sort of plot. Yeah, this but like just... I mean, the fact that he dreams about Bruce a lot, and Bruce yeah. is the the surrogate father figure. Yeah, and all of Dick's dreams are about Bruce talking yeah. to him continuously all the time. Well, I mean, he's he's obviously deeply traumatized by all everything, of the that... everything that's ever happened to him, <laughs> especially the trapeze. Um, Rachel is simultaneously having dreams about Dick getting killed by Deathstroke. And so they're, they're all kind of going crazy. Coriander is kind of having a... <laughs> what a change. Is having kind of a manic episode. Uh, she hooks up with that uh, psychiatrist who would like rather work than have sex. And is like, whoa, 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 before we have sex, how about you take advantage of my psychiatrist skills? <laughs> Which I guess is what life must be like for a man that attractive. <laughs> I feel like at a certain point, you need to make it harder for yourself. No but pun like, intended. Sex would be a little bit weird after unloading like all your personal trauma. This somebody. is definitely a post-sex monologue that should be happening. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Like, you no. have sex and then... Well, that's what he's doing. You know, like comedians will have their set and you have your strong closer. Like, mm. let's put that at the start and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what this guy's doing. He's like, let's do the sad post-sex talk now and then see if we can get back to sex. <laughs> because I need, I need a I new challenge. Swing this around. Um, and basically, they. so what is happening here? Because they all end up at the diner and Bruce turns up and gives them a speech about how important teamwork is. Yeah. But then later on, he says that wasn't him. Remember that? In the last episode, he's like, I've never been to Elko. I don't know what you're talking about. I was off doing Batman stuff, probably. And it's kind of implied that maybe Rachel did that, but she is being as drawn towards Elko against her will as anyone else is. So I think this is kind of just an unresolved mystery. I don't know. I didn't think about that. I thought that was yeah. just Bruce Bruce. I thought it was Bruce Bruce. There's nothing unbrucey about it. Like, like I, there's a lot unbrucey about it, well, but that's well, more only the casting choice. But like in a world where this is Batman, <laughs> this is a very brucey thing to do, to like turn up in your car, give everyone a speech about teamwork, not help, hmm. and just leave again. <laughs> it's like, you know, like he's, 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 it's very, very sort of Dumbledore energy this whole time of like really not getting as involved as you feel like. You, there's always a reason. You know, there's always like, oh, there's a curse or... Oh, me and my boyfriend made a pact that we'd n be nice to each other forever. And so there's lots of reasons Bruce can't just sort the situation out. In the fever dreams, he says everything to Dick that is absolutely true. So I, I like that they do the show levels with Dick a little bit about how you didn't kill Jericho, his dad totally did. And who cares anyway? And you've just mm -hmm. abandoned everyone. So get out of this stupid prison yeah. and go back to the storyline. <laughs> and Dick is like, okay. I, I, I guess. Um, but now I realize that Jericho is inside Deathstroke, which, would be, which, is an, um, which is an amazing couple of dots to join. Jason and Rose are doing the best out of everyone. They're out doing they, go, some, they have their nice little moments they're together. They're out of the beach. They're doing some light titansing. She develops feels they yeah they both have feelings i think i think this is this this is all good stuff again all the jason stuff mm -hmm. is good um but again and this is always my thing with super superheroes there's always a certain vagueness about what it is they've actually achieved so that one morning when like they're tired and rose is like oh is that because we busted three drug rings last night what do you mean busted 
Oh, they busted three drug rings. Did you just beat up some guys at the docks again? Because no, there, that's there was, not busting there, there a drug was, ring. There was like a, a, a circle of dudes standing around, and one of them was trying to sell to the others, and they busted them. They beat up, so now they weren't there. Now they're not standing in a ring. Yeah, now they're, they're, they're not scattered. standing in a ring anymore. Because like busting a drug ring, that, you need like evidence mm-hmm. to give to the authorities. Yeah, you have to do to like quite a lot of investigation to like bust a single drug ring, yeah. let alone three in a night. It's not just beating people up at the docks. Like, Imagine okay. the luck to just come across a location that has three separate drug rings it, yeah. that you can then bust. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that is a lot of luck. That is that is an intense amount of luck. But, but he is the apprentice of the world's greatest detective. He is the apprentice of the former apprentice of a butler <laughs> pretending to be Batman. So l- lest we forget. <laughs> anyway. Yes, lest. <laughs> So yeah, well, yeah. When Bruce turns up, or or Phantom Bruce, or Ghost Bruce, or Hallucination Bruce, or Fever Dream Bruce, it's not clear. When he turns up at the diner, I guess it does make sense if it's not him, because I was like, how does he know any of this is happening? And they're all being led to Elko in like close encounters of the third kind ways, mm-hmm. like through subtle clues and tricks. So I feel like it would be easier to get everyone on a group call and just say, you know. Yeah. And I also like that in that scene, Bruce is like, I'm certain that you will all die if you don't come back together as a team. Also, I'm not helping and I'm driving off right now. He's not a very good Batman. It's a lot of Dumbledore. It's also strong, like a Gandalf in the Hobbit energy. It's like, yeah. well, there's Mirkwood. You guys will be fine. Best, best of luck. I've got Justice League stuff to do, which in this scenario is the it- White Council. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Then that trumps your issues. So um, yeah, stay on the path. Uh, don't drink the water at the the at the little bridge crossing. Yeah, good luck. I, I like yeah. And they so then the girls who are all never now reteamed. They see Dick on the news and that he's in prison, and they rightly decide that that really is his own damn problem, and they decide they're going to go help Gar instead. Mm. Like yes, Dick can sort that one out. Jason takes Rose to the the theater or the circus area. And she calls him a theater nerd. And he says, we're, we're thespians, not theater nerds. Mm-hmm. Thespians is definitely worse. That's definitely a lamer thing to pretend to, well, to say Well, a thespian is an actor. A theater nerd is no. just somebody who watches stuff. A, thes- a, th- a thespian is a twat. Well, Someone who true. calls himself a thespian. Yeah. That, 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 that word has been silly for decades. <laughs> so... Possibly, that's all I'm possibly saying. Possibly centric. That's all I'm saying. Don't want to get bogged down in details. Otherwise, this end up could could end up being a long podcast. Uh, Dick loses <laughs> to himself in a fight, and he's fighting Bruce in prison. Yep. So he's fighting his he mind. Fight clubs himself. He fight clubs himself. He fight clubs himself in prison. <laughs> he does. Um, what's confusing now is in this episode we have supposedly we have hallucination bruce and real bruce in the same episode yeah so that gets a bit confusing for me um so yeah i don't know why there's there's such an aversion to stuff happening in the real world in this show because it's much more emotional if it's inside somebody yeah stop referring to stuff being inside i know that does happen in the show a lot but you need to stop saying it at such a low register stop 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 getting in so close to the mic when you say that stuff (laughs) Dick carves Jericho is alive on the wall and breaks out. Rachel and Coriander do go in to get him, but he's already gone. Uh, episode 12, Fauxhawk. Get it? Um, so then we sort of explicitly see that Jericho astral projects himself into his dad. 
uh, which let's not even get into it. And so he's living inside his head in like a 2001 Space Odyssey room. Yeah. Basically. Um, so now we're seeing stuff happen in, 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 Je- in Deathstroke's head. And what I, th- what I thought is crazy, Deathstroke is giving his son actual shit about the situation. It's like, I'll remind you that you jumped into me. And that was your choice. Like, dude, you you, you really don't have a leg to stand on in this you situation. Him. Um Gar gets he goes MK Ultra in a coffee shop and kills people, I think. Yeah, the Cadmus people do that to him. He gets um he gets his he gets his activation phrase said. Um <laughs> Dawn and Dove use Lasso of Truth to find out about Gar. Um Hawk is doing his cage fighting stuff. He's doing a lot of like WWE wrestling moves in that cage fight. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, those don't work in real life. But, well, you can't in like, in the in this world. Those where... moves are, in a world where that's Batman. <laughs> the, those moves only work if the other person lets you do it to them. Yeah, and that's... knows where he's supposed to fall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that, and it doesn't hurt. I don't know if you realize this. Um. Anyway. Um. We do more flashbacks to Rose learning about her powers. There's more flashbacks of her with Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. Um, is, do Rose and Jericho have different mums? I would assume so. Because I, I only kind of realized that at this point. And we see her doing like... So I guess here the reveal is that Deathstroke kind of sent her to infiltrate the Titans. Yeah. But she's, but but she's at gone... At this point where we realize that she's gone native... Yeah, she's gone full point break. And she's like, this Jason guy, I could do me with some of that. <laughs> Actually, this absolutely chaotic and terrible team, <laughs> they're the family I never had. I'm fucking about it, you're right. I'm, I'm staying. The the facilities they have are fantastic. So I think I'm going to, that fire, it's always burning. It's beautiful in there. So Dick goes back to see Jericho's mum, and he's wearing a disguise hat. You know how you wear a cap? Best so way to do it. Best way to do if it. If you're on the run... Cap and sunglasses, all as soon you, as you As soon as you put a cap on, you're good. Yeah. Um, and so then Dick goes and gets his Nightwing suit. Goes to see the shoemaker guy. And uh, Bruce Wayne has set it all up. Yeah. And like it's a lighter weight suit to allow him to use his circus skills. So, yeah. And it does look great. And it, 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 and does, it does look, great. look really good. Again, there's not much sense of like time pressure here. <laughs> it's not like they ha- they're not racing against time to Every- save a life of some sort. Everyone can take as long as they need to do whatever yeah. it is they're doing. I think yeah. that's part of it. There's the not problem. like a bomb set to blow up the city and they need yeah. to defeat him. I liked this little side thing of where the, the guy who steals Hawk's suit and, yeah. he's, and he holds up the, uh, the bubble me this laundromat. That's nice. Um, again, yeah. like everything in this show feels like its own show and could be its own show, mm-hmm. but structurally it ends up, it, it, it can detract from itself more than it adds a lot of the time. Well, because they're all together, I think it detracts. Yeah. Because they're all happening at the same time. Yeah. It's revealed. Yeah. And I like like the thief, he's live streaming in the suit. <laughs> That's all great stuff. Good. And I like that the kid is sort of sad and pitiful when he finds him and is just like excited to have spoken to Hawk. See, this was good because this is people. Yeah. This is real world people who know who Hawk is and you get a little bit of a, you get a bit of perspective on the heroes. Yeah. That's why that's good. It, it had, it's it got a feeling of 
um, Iron Man and the Kid in Iron Man 3. We have a little time out and you just sort of get some perspective on things. Uh, but it, that is revealed that Hawk is doing too many drugs, which is absolutely shocking. Who could have ever foreseen that when he broke up with Dawn? <laughs> Episode 13, Nightwing. Because great now title, he's now he's great, great title. Great title. It's um, it's Dick's episode, y'all. Dick's out. Dick's for the boys. Dick's out for the boys in episode <laughs> thirteen. Um, <laughs> uh, Cadmus sort of reveals this, does a sort of Jurassic World sale of their Superman, mm. where they're like, "We're gonna reveal, we're gonna show you what this guy can do," and then sort of sell Superman to everybody. Yeah, uh, which you know that would happen, hundred percent. Oh, definitely. As soon um, as it's available. Yeah. The bad guy's going to have some. Corey loses her power. Coriander, pardon me. Loses her powers. And I'm not sure why. Because um, um, she's, um, yeah. Probably something to do with her sister or something. It's probably something to do with being an alien. Just one of those alien things that happens. Yeah, or a superhero thing, maybe. Yeah. Okay. And every now and then they just lose their powers. She hasn't done anything good for anyone for a while. So yeah, she... it's been it's been a few episodes since she she'll, saved Connor's life and done nothing since. She'll drop off that trapeze like a sack of potatoes if she had a go at it at the moment. <laughs> Deathstroke attacks their car, but their Nightwing, boom, lands on the roof. Superhero landing on the roof of the car, famously the safest place to land. Yeah. Um, and he looks badass. And yeah. then he doesn't say fuck Batman. No, but he has electricity sticks now. Yeah. So every, everything's getting cool. He's got a superpower. And they have a fight in the street. It's a good fight. It's a bit of a boring setting for the fight. It's, it's a good fight. It's, it's not a great fight. Yeah. It's some. It's just a street. Mm-hmm. And it kept making me laugh that you could just sit ha- lots of quite a few cars just driving past at both ends. <laughs> so just like, you know, that like 30 meters in both directions, just normal life is happening. But in this alleyway, it's like the cl- climactic fight of the whole season. But if it was happening in a, in a film, it would start in that alleyway and then move into street. If it needed a couple, the fact that this is the Deathstroke fight and Deathstroke dies, no. this needed to, I think this, the finale suffers, I think, from the fact that we're doing Deathstroke stuff and we're doing, Cadmus Labs stuff. Yeah. So I guess in the, it's mirroring the first episode where a villain die halfway through. Here, Deathstroke dies halfway through the episode. So Rose arrives as Ravager, and uh, she she nails him, and then Jericho astral projects through the painting and then into Rose. I don't know how I feel about this. What brother and just, sister? Just being having one. your brother living in you. Yeah. Um, to I'll... the point where he can take over your body and be you. Mm-hmm. And you just, you're now just like two alternate personalities living in the one mind. Mm. It's just a bit of a crazy situation. It is. You'd want to find him a body. <laughs> that needs. Like the first step would be to find him a body. Yeah, but how do you. <laughs> exactly. What you do, you go There's to Cadmus not... Labs and you find one of the experiments hey, that didn't hey. work. And you're like, this one didn't. Gain that, consciousness at all. Well, we've got something to help with that. That is the least gross option. Yeah. That would work great. Yeah, because it's not somebody who existed. It's a, a, a creation of something that never existed. Yeah. And you just insert insert soul. Insert soul. <laughs> copy insert and paste soul. soul. Yeah, yeah, copy and paste Jericho <laughs> into um, into this guy. Yeah. So, yeah, so she lets Jericho take over for a while. It's like, Jericho, is it really you? So Jericho is now talking with words and also sign language. Um, and he's, and Jericho says, I like the new digs, meaning your sister's body. 
Jericho. Oh yeah. That's a weird thing to say. Uh, he lives in there now. It's like it would be very hard to find something not weird to say in this situation. It, if you speak, it'd be it's, very hard to not be weird. It's yeah, yeah. But let's just let's just leave it. Well, let's they just, do. Let's just leave that there. <laughs> much as the show, much as the editors do, let's <laughs> leave it. Leave that right as it is. Uh, Gar goes MK Ultra again. He's tearing up a carnival. So this is the other big problem they've mm-hmm. got to go and sort out. Um, and so they use Cadmus uses this as an opportunity to sort of show off their product. Con- MK Ultra Connor gets released, um, and yeah, it's just like another show. You know, like we just sort of cut to another yeah, show. Really, another, another good show, but just <laughs> not in the same. In the same way, there's multiple there's multiple souls of astral projected into this show, and they all they they only get the and it's weird when some of them speak. Kind of like um, kind of like split. Like one of the shows keeps getting a different show keeps getting the light at different times, <laughs> and you just keep transitioning between them. Um, there is, it must be said, some pretty bad CGI tiger. Yeah, going on in this. It's bit. also weird. Like in in the way this this show's written is that in the first two seasons, he's a tiger. Yeah, he's a snake once. Yeah, but like Beast Boy, famously, <laughs> is beasts. He can turn into beasts of well, all shapes, all kinds, all but sizes. But he's not. But he's not Beast Boy. He's Beast Boy, and the beast is a green tiger at the moment, and it sucks. Yeah, um, Connor, sort of kicks the shit out of him again for like the sixth time this season. Well, he is forgot. Superman. He is, lest we forget. It's a um, tiger versing Superman. They all go... Yeah. I wonder who would win. I mean, tigers are strong, but... <laughs> They're not Superman. Yeah. Um, I, Connor does laser vision at dawn, mm. and she reflects it off with the tiniest piece of mirror you've ever seen in your life. Like this smashed mirror on the ground, she picked, and it's like the size of like a, of a phone. And she's like, "Boop, done, got him." Like reflecting the laser vision is a good idea, but just have a bigger mirror. Like, no, no, so cool. She, her aim is perfect. But see now, if she misses that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, just completely gets taken out. <laughs> um, Bruce is there though and involved because he cuts the power to the Cadmus van, mm. so he could be helping more and is choosing not to. So, I mean, or is he hallucination, Bruce? Or is he not Bruce at all? Yeah. Because that's more of an Alfred thing to do, yeah. to cut the power of the van. It is much more of an Alfred thing to do, yet more to ev- pop over and cut the power of the van. Yet more yet more evidence for our Batford conspiracy yep. theory. Rachel, she sort of tries to... She's trying to use the power of montage again to get Gar back from being his uh, zombie self. I thought the Nightwing grenades Connor... And I thought this you don't see this often. He smoke bombs into the scene. Yeah. He drops smoke bombs and then gets into the smoke and then comes out of it, which not a lot of smoke bomb appearances. No, you don't, so good you don't appear by a smoke bomb. Yeah, well, you do if you're you, mowing, mate. You superhero mowing, landing mate. to appear. Well, but, but if it's in another, a world where this is Batman. In a world where that's Batman, that's another level of superhero landing. It's the superhero landing out of a smoke bomb. <laughs> so then, but then they finally work as a team again. Donna lassoes Connor. Rachel does vape powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, one of them says, it's all you now. And Dick says, it's all us now. Because we're the Titans and we're a bloody team. <sighs> then, I'm not, even, I'm not even lying, we go back into another person's mind for <laughs> another mind fight. 
<laughs> and in this mind fight, Dick convinces Connor convinces Connor not to do what Mercy Graves said and just like be an adult about the situation. Mm-hmm. And Connor's like, yeah, all right, good point. Dick punches a hole through the darkness of Connor's mind. And they go, then they, in the mind vision, they then flash back into a, into the cornfield. And he's like, how did you find me? And he's like, you're part of our family. We'll always find you because we're the Titans. We're a big family. And it's like, you're part of our family. We'll always find you. Yeah. But also you actually kind of just turned up while we were looking for our other friend, Gar. We were doing a whole other Deathstroke thing. And then we actually only came over here to help our friend who's a tiger. But now you're here but too. But then you actually pitched up as well as, and turns out you're the problem. So when I say we'll always find you, I do mean that. And there's a nice thing to say. This just isn't really an example of that. This is more of a chance meeting. <laughs> no, maybe it's a threat though. We'll always find you. Because he's come and he's like, at the moment working for Cad like he's he's MK Ultrad, so he's he's the bad guy yeah. at this specific moment, so we'll always find you. Like, oh Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, you're basically mm. Batman, but I trust you more than you're the, the real Batman. You're the ex apprentice I'd, I'd trust that you have apprenticed to a real Batman. He figures out that he's super he's super baby again and he comes back to the real world and he punches Mercy Graves in the face. Yeah. And that that is the full extent of what literal Superman does to the bad, <laughs> to the baddies. <laughs> then all the kind of people come out of the hiding places they start applauding as we've covered. Mm. Dawn gives the doll to that girl's like you're safe now. And you're not because immediately a tower falls on them. And then Donna unnecessarily catches it and they get electrocuted to death and she fully actually dies. Yep. I don't think she should have died. The falling tower doesn't even really look like it's going to hit anyone. Anyone who's being hit by it is just doing that thing where, like, someone in a movie running away from a train in front of it. Like, yep. just go to the side. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. later Dawn says, oh, she died saving me and saving other people. But it's just not made very clear. And, like, where does this come from thematically in terms of the story? The death of Donna. Somebody had It's a, not even anything to do with the bad guys. Yeah, somebody just had a writer's room brain. Like, she's like, oh, I don't want to do the third season, guys. I feel it feels like it must be something like that, didn't yeah. it? Well, we're going to kill her off. And we did a whole episode long flashback about the death of her boyfriend, and she's not even. She oh, doesn't that, even kill Deathstroke. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> none of this is anything to do with Donna or her like vendetta against Garth, Deathstroke has Garth, nothing to do with the, the story. The water baby. Um, <laughs> it is me, water boy. Anyway, you'll uh, never guess what. What is it? After the gang gets together and they're a team and it's all us now. You reckon they're going to break up again? They immediately split up. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel goes with Donna to them um, no, with Do- to to yeah, no, with Jillian, with Jillian to Themyscira, with Donna's body, kind yep. of implying that maybe they're going to bring him back to life somehow. Yeah, Jason, he, Jason's not even in the finale episode at all, which no. I was surprised by. But well, no, he's shown to have gone back to Gotham, isn't he? Well, he's watching them leave. He's watching like the plane funeral on his motorbike. Yeah, and then he motor he motorbikes away. Yeah, um, <laughs> they go back to Titans Tower, Dick. And Bruce, they kind of have the same conversation they have in the first episode. That has like, I, I used to think you were bad, but now I realize you're all right, mate. And it's, it's like, in, the, in those exact words. Now I realize. And I used to think you were bad. Now I've realized that being Batman is quite hard. And it's. and That's why being, I chose not to wear a cape. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and it is much harder when you're not incredibly rich. 
I have now realized. Thanks as for the well. free tower. Thanks for the tower, but we can't afford the cleaner anymore. So we're we're not gonna we're not gonna live in it anymore. Yeah. Dick does acknowledge to Gar that he totally let him down and fucked everything. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good of him. <laughs> and then people people just sort of sit around having more chats. They have a fast and furious dinner. You yeah, know, they have a family around. dinner. Like it's not a, it's not a grill. Nobody has coronas though. So and I, I like and you know this is another one of the shows taking the light for a little while, mm. and this is good as well. It just doesn't really connect that much to anything else. And then they go and do Titan stuff because it's on the news. They're like, "There's a crime situation," and they do a slow walk towards camera, and they you'll never guess the team's back together. Oh but Lid there's still some. <laughs> Lid and and as they're about to go do Titan stuff, <laughs> show ends. Yeah. Um, and the, then we have the cold ending of Blackfire. Like infecting and killing the mother of two, which is so brutal. It is. And she's now on Earth to do Blackfire stuff. Yep. So I guess, I mean, we'll wait and see. Um, so, as I said, overall, I like this show because as I say, it's completely out of its mind. It's proper violent and people say fuck. So that's nice. It is not predictable. Good fighting. And I like the color palette. Everyone has a go at them. But like, it's very dark, but you can see what's going on. It's not too dark. Game of Thrones. It's dark enough. Yeah. It's also like, in in a way, a nicer way of doing the darkness than Zack Snyder did the darkness. Darkness thematically or literally lighting color wise. Lighting and color wise. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's yeah. a simpler way of doing it. It's well, just... yeah. Didn't didn't Zack Snyder also like release his movie in black and white? Yeah. Have you watched it? It's not the black and white version. I'm not going to watch that again. Just for black. I feel like if your movie can also be in black and white, that's like a problem. I feel like you should have been taking more advantage of the fact that it's in color. I watched I watched um, Fury Road in black and white, and Fury Road in black and white. Oh is yeah, just actually, gorgeous, actually, I stand corrected. It's gorgeous. Great soundtrack in this, to be honest. As well. yeah. You got Get Back, James Brown, Lovely Day, David Bowie. You don't own me. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. it's. Mm. And I, th- I think yeah, as we were just part of the first part time. of the problem is because we don't have the the public watching them. All these people feel like they're sort of acting like they're a bigger deal than they seem to me. You know, they're always like, I have to go to prison or disappear or otherwise the world catches fire. And it's like, you don't do that much. You mostly just sort of vibe. Yeah, but now, do training. after you've seen them walk towards the camera, now they're the Titans in, in world. Now they're, so f- yeah. From now on. Season three, there's going to be some intense Titans in. As Titan, they're tightening. Yeah. Mm, tightening the, the, yeah. The, yeah. Do we judge this Brenton against the other Brentons? Well, I think this has got to be the Brenton that would beat all the other Brentons in a fight because this is a this is Nightwing Brenton, not Robin Brenton. Because yeah, because the previous winner was season one Titans, and this one has a better suit because you know we can do more circus act. Yes, and he has and he's got zappy sticks, Mm. and he's and his chakras are more aligned. They are very aligned because he can. I hope so. If he's walking around in season three feeling guilty about stuff. I'm I'm not gonna I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Dick. Strap yourself in. There can't be more like strap uh, yourself another, in. Another time, I th- I think I hit an animal with my car, but I just kept driving. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Dick. It's okay. Shit happens. It's all right. Um, One time, I left the shop with something in my basket. I didn't pay for. It. I didn't realize till I got home. I so never went back. This is the best, Brenton. This is the best, Brenton. This Brenton would be the other Brenton than a fight for sure. For and. Sure. Yeah, this is like, it's 13 episodes. It's about 13 shows. 
They're all pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But when you put them all together, you just lose a bit of your sense of rising action. I do, th- I do however, <laughs> think it is better than the first season. I think it's better than the first season mm-hmm. as well. That's probably why we've got a season three and four, baby. So I think our next episode is going to be hopefully Bladham. Black Adam. I think we could do something on that. Have you seen it yet? No. Have okay. you? No. Yeah. We've got to decide what we want to do in the next few episodes of this. Yeah, because like Black Adam is out now, so we do that next week. Wakanda Forever is the following week. And that's assuming we'll have something to say about that. I'm not sure that we actually will. It might yeah, just I, be, I just want to see it. It might just be good, mm. you know? If something's just very good or just very bad, then... What if we watch Black Adam, don't talk about it for a little bit, and okay. then see Black Panther... Okay. And then we have an episode on the two, two superhero movies and just be like, yes, Marvel is better. <laughs> we just do an episode that we can talk about two films. It's never been done before. It'll just be four hours long. It won't work. It won't be four hours long. We'll talk about one film and get just tired it. and stop. Yeah. yeah this is already too get, long. And by get tired, I mean feel tired. Start talking about <laughs> movies for a couple of hours. Lose all motivation. <laughs> And they'd be like, oh, you know what? Kind of forever is fine. It's good as well. It's fine. Let's have a bit of pud. Did you just make a pud reference? I did do pud reference. A little bit it's of, our new thing. A little bit of pud. Welcome back to a little bit of pud. <laughs> our recurring pud segment. Okay. Well, that was a weird way to end it. But thank you for listening to Titans. Thank you for listening to Titans Season 2. We did it. We got there. Um, nice and short and snappy as we said it would be and we'll be back next time with an episode talking about a film of some kind TBD